0: Hey, 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 everybody! What's happening? We got another episode of the Strange Road coming for you. I'm your host, Mikey, and of course, as always, Bob, the co-host. Hello. And tonight we got Stoner and Disborough, and Master Control Full making mouse. everything look and sound dope as usual. There they are. What's happening, fellas? Look oh, at Matt, yeah. hard at work, dude. Loving it. Look at that guy. Look at it. yeah, man. Always looking good there in Master Control. Uh, thanks there, fellas. And you guys can Love follow it. us at The Strange Road on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, the Facebook group, Strange Road Hitchhikers. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's watching and listening. Yep. If you're in YouTube, share, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell also, and uh, it just lets you know whenever we're live streaming or a premiere is ready to come out. Don't miss it. Flips. Don't miss it. We're doing shorts, yeah. so... Um, keep, you know, aware of everything there. And then anybody that's listening in Spotify, Apple, Google podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, hit us with that five-star rating. It really, really does help the algorithm, yep. uh, share that the episode, if you enjoy it. And, uh, we're always trying to dial things in here, but we appreciate the hell out of all you guys. Oh, I did mention. All of our premieres and live streams in YouTube are completely ad-free, and a great way to support the show is with super stickers, super yeah. chats. So, uh, yeah. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I think you did a great job covering everything. We try to cool. keep everything dialed in. Yeah. yeah, Top to bottom. Cleaned house. Let's do it. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, we, we've been on a run this week. We've had some incredible episodes and we're wrapping up our recordings. I've been forward. hungry
1: and I've been tired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two
1: things that tell me that we've been on the right track with these episodes we've been doing lately and yeah. the conversations we've been having because I'm incredible. mentally and physically exhausted and I'm hungry. But fulfilled. Oh my God. super it's great. Fulfilled. Yeah, I feel satisfied daily. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, I mean, we can get into it if you guys want, if you want to hop into it. I'm ready. Um, We can introduce our next guest. And uh, tonight we have a fantastic episode for you guys. Uh, We actually met our guest a little bit kind of last year during CryptidCon, kind of introduced ourselves a little bit. That's where we got on our our next guest radar. Uh, Let's introduce uh, Bigfoot naturalist John Hickenbottom, everybody. John, how the heck are you, man?
2: Good. How about you?
0: Doing great. Doing great. Hey, we've been... Well, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we kind of ran into you. Uh, Micah Hanks kind of called you out during his presentation and referenced <laughs> yeah. something, uh, some of your work or referenced you in his presentation and kind of called yeah. you out. And you're like, hey, and we were sitting right behind you. So after Micah Hanks wrapped up, we introduced ourselves and said, hey, we're a couple of Ohio guys started this podcast and we kind of had a little chat. But we've been following you on Instagram and, um, you know, we've we've covered your uh, Bigfoot video series for the Ohio Department of Natural Resources uh, in our show Strange Happenings. And so we we, we really want to just find out a little bit more about yourself, uh, where we can find you, and and how you became a naturalist, and eventually looking into Bigfoot.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I've uh, the how did I become a naturalist thing. Um, first of all, I, I grew up in Eastern Ohio, and if you're not familiar with Eastern Ohio, it's like it's a really great like really great spot for biodiversity and it's an awesome place to be a kid that's into that sort of thing you know um it's uh so i kind of grew up becoming a naturalist that's most naturalists didn't like decide you know on career day that that's what they wanted to do you know what i mean most of them were kind of already a naturalist when they decided but when they found out like oh you can you can do this for a living um <clears throat> you know and uh and kind of the big difference between say. Um, being a a naturalist and say like a wildlife biologist is that I handle mostly education. Uh, I sort of wanted to be a wildlife biologist at first and then got really into like educating people. And it's a cool job. Like we're, uh, another name for what we do is like we're, we're interpreters. Okay. So if you go to like a national park, we're considered, um, they're, they're interpretive Rangers, you know, uh, we don't use the R word anymore. Um, (laughs) you know, in ODNR. Um, but they're uh, you know, they're interpretive rangers. Uh, and that idea of interpretation, it is kind of like interpreting language. You know, we're taking complex ecological ideas, uh, complex natural history. Um, we're taking biological concepts that maybe, you know, the lay person who visits a park on vacation isn't going to be that interested in uh, you know, uh if you do a lecture on them. You know, they're not gonna attend a uh, so what we do is kind of break that stuff down into uh, manageable and digestible pieces that people can then take home with them. You know what I mean? Like they remember certain things you kind of identify with the, the, you know, the idea that you're trying to get across to them, that that's the one thing that you want them to take home. And, uh, you, you make that interesting enough for them to absorb it. So that's kind of a big part of my job, but how I became that is I, I mean, I grew up looking for snakes and salamanders and stuff. I kind of knew that, you know, Um, I, you know, I wanted to be Steve Irwin. That's, uh, I wanted to be the (laughs) crocodile hunter, you know, (laughs) so that's kind of how I, uh, you know, kind of how I became, you know, a naturalist, but I, I grew up out here and I've, I've worked for ODNR for 10 years now, uh, I think going on 11 years now. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty fulfilling job. And I, I live here in Eastern Ohio still. I, I kind of moved around and traveled all over for work for a while, Um, and then ultimately came back to Eastern Ohio. I live about, I live about nine and a half miles from where I grew up and about nine miles from the park that I work at. So, um, and I've got, uh, my wife who I I always joke, she's like my, uh, she's like the pallbearer to my undertaker, you know, she's like my, my hype, she's my hype person, Yeah. you know, uh, love it. Cause she, she doesn't, she doesn't like to necessarily, she doesn't like to get interviewed for things. She doesn't, you know what I mean? Um, but whenever we go to these conferences and things, she's like, Oh, Hey, you know, you've got a podcast. You should talk to my husband. You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, yeah. she does. That's great. Um, she does quite a bit of that. And then I've got, I've got four kids here. We all, you know, all live on a farm here in Eastern Ohio. And, um, you know, it's pretty cool to be, that's kind of what I wanted to do to begin with. Everybody that gets into this job thinks like I'm going to live in a cabin and wake up counting ducks every day. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> on, on a pond out behind my cabin and you know, a lot, most often that doesn't happen, but I kind of locked out. I ended up, you know, getting a place that has, you know, I'm able to kind of do that. I can wake up and there's fawns and, you know, deer in my backyard and things, you know, so it sounds uh, amazing. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I really wouldn't change it, but yeah. So that's uh my uh my background has always been natural history I've, I'm uh kind of a reptile amphibian guy um so uh salamanders, snakes um you know, like I said, I wanted to be stupid and so things like snakes and salamanders and stuff always fascinated me so that was kind of my area of interest for a really long time and then um well, I'm gonna be completely honest we, you know we you mentioned like how I got kind of maybe how I got into Bigfoot and how that. How I ended up there. Um, I uh, I so I grew up in this area. So we grew up with the Ohio Grassman stuff, and then of course, like I was actually gone. I had I moved away in 2011 when Finding Bigfoot came to the park, and there was kind of a big, you know, there was sort of a bubble that grew around. Uh, you know, there was kind of a uh, mania that grew around the Bigfoot thing. That kind of coalesced in 2011, you know, uh, around Finding Bigfoot coming to the Salt Fork, and then I think Monster Quest came right just before finding Bigfoot monster quest came to the park and then finding Bigfoot came and everything sort of coalesced in this big, Bigfoot mania. You know, uh, I had actually moved away. I was living up in Knox County at the time. And, um, but the uh, you know, I grew up around it with all the stories. And I think even when I was the brief period that I was in boy Scouts, I think we had gone to uh, one of Don Keating's conferences up in, up in newcomers town, uh, you know, the scout troop head. Uh, I don't, I don't really remember it very well, but, um, my, my dad claims that we did. So, uh, but the, uh, so I, uh, I, I, when I got back, uh, to the area and started working for the state, I was very dismissive of the whole Bigfoot thing. Um, you know, I'd gone to college and also, uh, I mean, like I had all this cool stuff that I wanted to tell people, you know, about birds and plants and snakes and stuff. And then, uh. I was spending, you know, 80% of my time talking to guys about, you know, Bigfoot and, <laughs> and, you know, also like dads. And I always joke like dads in cargo shorts and tube socks, you know, <laughs> oh, have you, have you seen Bigfoot? You know what I mean? Um, I know someone that like sort that. sort of thing. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> um, and uh, so I, you know, I, I, it was kind of, it was maybe a little hard to hard to stomach at first, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, Oh my God. Like I just wanted to, there's so many other cool real thing, you know, quote unquote real things that you could be out here doing, you know, and here you are looking for Bigfoot. Um, and then, I mean, I think, so, um, it's not, you know, if you've been to a conference, you know, that there's not always like there, there's not always the most well-adjusted, um, you know, there's always, it's kind of peppered with people who maybe aren't the most well-adjusted folks, sure. you know what I mean? Um, so there's also that element and those, that tends to be the, the kind of the wackiest theories and stuff tend to, tend to be the most vocal, you know? Um, so that was a lot of my exposure too, as I was getting the loudest and the wackiest of the wacky, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> so I was very dismissive about it. And then, uh, like this, this line of work, um, natural resources in general, you got to move around a lot at first while you're getting established, you know, you start out working seasonal jobs and things, um, you know, Memorial day through labor day stuff. Um, and and, you know, you don't really get anywhere if you only do that, you know, so you got to be willing to move, move for the work. Yeah. And, uh, I moved to a park in Southern Ohio for a few years, um, even further, you know, further South than I am here. Um, and came back in 2016 and when i came back um the bigfoot thing had really uh that well the naturalists that was that had filled in you know the naturalists that are worked there in the interim like from the time that i started salt work and then left and then came back um she had started doing bigfoot hikes now i had, I had done two really well attended uh kind of one-off programs for two summers i did a, i did middle of the day uh, like a saturday in july you know i i did these uh these quote unquote Bigfoot hikes. And it was mostly like a hook, you know, it was a hook to draw people in. And this would have probably sure. been 2012. This would have been like 2012, 2013. Um, my first two seasons on at Salt Fork. Um and uh and I I mean I I grew up out at Salt Fork. Uh my my family didn't have land. We lived in a little town, so I grew up out there and actually had I'd started volunteering with the naturalists at Salt Fork when I was 13. Um, and worked I worked out there in high school um as what's called just a general worker, you know, um, for the park. But uh I I in 2012 I got on as the actual naturalist, you know, I graduated college, I had a degree and everything. And so uh I did these two one-off programs. They were they were all right. I mean, they were well attended, but they they weren't anything special as far as Bigfoot goes, you know. Um so the naturalist that had filled in, she had sort of farmed the Bigfoot thing out. Uh, she found like a nice core uh, volunteers, Bigfoot researchers in the local area, um, and she sort of farmed it out. She would sort of facilitate the Bigfoot hike, but they would do all the, you know, the nuts and bolts stuff. Well, when I got back to the park, I'm like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what right. I mean? Because um, if these guys are the ones that are risking their reputation, you know, my my point of view at the time was like, well, then, you know, if, they're, if they want to risk their reputation talking about Bigfoot, that's on them. I'll just... I'll do some calls and stuff. You know what I mean? I'll hang out and make sure nobody twists an ankle and I'll call it some owls. You know, that was kind of my, um, kind of my stance on it for a while. And I, I, uh, I would, I was respectful as you know, I, I wouldn't like disrespect the whole thing, but the, uh, you know, if somebody asked me a Bigfoot question, I would always defer to the Bigfoot researchers that were there, you know? And, um, and that was fine, but like with anything, when you when you start to when you're exposed to more and more of it, you know, uh, you start to like, regardless of like you know, some my skepticism slowly started to wane hmm. um, with it. Uh, not so much my skepticism as my cynicism about the subject started to wane. Uh, the more they would show me, you know, footprint evidence, the more they would, you know, the more sound recordings they would, I would hear um my uh my skepticism or my my cynicism about it began to wane because you're supposed to be skeptical a good scientist is skeptical you know what i mean sure. uh i try to remain skeptical uh but i i'm no longer cynical about it uh for quite a few different reasons i mean um i've talked to the sheer number of people that i've talked to who seemingly don't have any skin in the bigfoot game you know what i mean who had an experience and they don't seem to be lying. They don't seem like they had a psychotic episode. You know what I mean? Like they seem like they genuinely saw something and it changed their worldview. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it changed the way they – to me, it's really hard to be dismissive of something like that.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody
2: will – like my my skeptical friends will say, well, like anecdotal evidence won't hold up in court. And I'm like, well, we're not in court, first of all. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Like second, when it comes to like wildlife <clears> – <throat> you know, anecdotal evidence has done a lot for mm-hmm. wildlife research. Sure. You know? right. yeah. Uh, like, you know, the first thing biologists do, if you go in like, you know, an unexplored part of Indonesia or a little explored part of Indonesia or, you know, is go talk to the rice farmers. You know, if I'm looking for a snake right. in Indonesia, I'm going to go talk to the people who are out barefoot every day, mm-hmm. you know, who might get bit by a snake, like, Oh, Hey, have you seen a snake with these stripes on it? You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, because even if it's not recorded, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I see it over, you know, over here, you know. Um, so as far as that goes for wildlife, anecdotal evidence holds up. I mean, some of it's crap. Right. You know what I mean? Like the number of people who tell me they've seen crazy things here, at, you know, in Ohio, um, you know, some of it's no good. Like some of it is no good, but you just have to use your discretion. Right. Uh, other things hold certainly hold a nugget of truth, you know. Um, if they're not a hundred percent true, they at least hold, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, like while anecdotal evidence in a robbery is not great, anecdotal evidence when it comes to wildlife research and stuff does sometimes hold water, you right. know. Um, so I've I've just talked to so many people, you know. Uh we were talking a little bit before uh we started, you know, recording. Um you know, I'm interested in like the little old ladies that remembered something from their childhood in West Virginia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um and that actually comes like the reason why I say that is it comes from a an interaction that I had at the park with someone. Like a a little old lady came in and looked at my Ohio map with all the pins in it. Uh, I have a I have a park or an Ohio map that uh, it's got pins in it, you know, if somebody had a sighting, they can stick a pin where they saw that. you know, and cool. she said, "Oh, well, West Virginia is not on here, <clears throat> but um I found, you know, I had my sighting in West Virginia. And uh, I said, well, you can tell me about it, you know, uh, and she told me that when she was a girl, she was she grew up in a coal mining town in West Virginia that still had a one room schoolhouse and that there was a monkey that would come in for a summer. There was a whole summer that would come in and look through the window and freak everybody out at the schoolhouse. And eventually some of the local men shot the the monkey, you know, and uh, and she said, you know. Um, it wasn't until she was older and had moved away that she'd heard anything about Bigfoot, you know what I mean? Right. And she realized, kind of, as she got older. Well, maybe it was a maybe it wasn't a monkey. You know what I mean? Maybe it was a right. Maybe it was a Bigfoot.
0: Because and back uh, then in West Virginia, what reference would she have? Well, reference well, what reference would you have? Yeah, You know, it's not like tape, ca- cable television off, programs about Sasquatch or that paranormal. There's no primates right. in West yeah. Virginia that right. we're
1: aware of either. No. So <laughs> for her to <laughs> yeah, be like, right. I recollect oh, that it was a monkey. She
0: references that's it right. interesting though. Well, you no,
1: know, I get it, but what I'm saying is, is yeah. beyond anything, she's okay with it being a monkey. She right. thinks okay. When but, she was a kid, well, when she was right. a kid, see so yeah, as she got older,
2: right? She she learned about bigfoot. You know right. what I mean? Um makes sense. And that's the I just think that's really uh, interesting. Very Right. And I and Barry. I have I talked to I know I talked to Matt Matt Moneymaker once and I told him that story. And he's like, Yeah, I mean it's a good story, but we don't really we don't like to take stories from anybody younger than twelve because yeah. it's so easy to like manipulate memories when it comes to kids. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Like, and and that's one hundred percent true. Like, just just playing like the the devil's yeah. advocate side of thing. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you you know, you it can kind of. Right, right. Um, But you know, she that that story, it stuck with me because it's like, well, why why make that up? You know, she didn't yeah. seem like that interest. Not not that she was boring, but she didn't seem like that interesting of a person to make it up. You know what right. I mean? Like, she didn't seem like.
1: Um. <laughs> doesn't seem like she's at home spinning yarns like this to herself, Trying like to crafting up great Bigfoot yeah. stories, right. Yeah, like right. what you're saying. Um,
2: yeah. And, you know, like as far as the monkey thing goes, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen the uh, the historical Bigfoot, the big volume of all the compiled uh, newspaper articles per state, you know. Uh, you see that. You see that like escape gorilla, yes. you know, mm-hmm. presumed escape gorilla from a circus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, so those things were reported. Those mm-hmm. things like that were reported, you know. Um, and I don't know how many gorillas actually escaped from circuses or how many circuses had an actual gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there should have been a uh, lot. I know. I know, the I know. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: right. Right. And, but I also know quite a bit about um, like the uh, I because I, one of my other hobbies is sort of related to it. I know quite a bit about like the history of like the carny and stuff. Yeah. And like most of the time of a show had a gorilla in it. It was a guy in a suit. You yep. know what I mean? Like, it really was a guy in a suit, you know. Because they weren't
1: messing like, with a real gorilla. No,
2: because, they, well, also you had to feed a gorilla. You know, you were already feeding an elephant, you know what I mean? Like, you, had yeah. to, like, you know. Um, Man, what a terrible so a lot of times they didn't. In.
0: Right, right.
2: Yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they had monkeys, generally they were like little capuchins mm-hmm. that they'd trained to pick pockets and stuff. You know right. what I mean? They didn't have gorillas, you know, uh, as often. So, yeah, I mean, that always cracks me up when it goes down at the end of that, like, um, you know, Oh, escape gorilla rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that story, those are the ones that I'm interested in. Um, I can usually pretty much tell when somebody's pulling my leg at the park, you know what I mean? Or not pulling my leg intentionally, but like telling a fib, you know what I mean? When it comes to the Bigfoot stories, I have no way of vetting every person that tells me a Bigfoot story. I'm a, I'm busy when I'm working, you know what I mean? Um, I've got no way of vetting those stories, but, uh, you know those like over elaborate stories that come from the guys that only wear the BDU pants and like you know what I, you know what I mean? mean like what's a bdu oh, like pants? the 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 tactical like the tactical pants oh, you know what geez, i mean like so the guys that are the. Like, the guys that are, you know what I mean, like, the over-elaborate stories of those sort of, you know what I mean, like, a lot of times they just seem, like, no one tells a story like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just seems like you came up with this. You had one, but even then, it seems like something minor might have happened, you know what I mean? It's the big and fish,
0: it, big fish story. Right, it's know, the something. big fish
2: story, that's it. And yeah. uh, but and then I'm always skeptical, you know, if somebody sees Bigfoot at the park every time they go out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah nobody's that lucky. Right. No, I mean, i I'm I deer hunt and I'm pretty good at deer hunting. i was just gonna you know? say that I was like just I deer say hunt that. and I'm pretty, but there are still seasons when I don't fill a tag, right. You know what I mean? Like there right. are still deer seasons where I don't fill a tag, right. you know, and so it happens. like I'm pretty good at deer hunting, but there are still seasons when I come up empty. you right. know what I mean? like, um, it just that's how it goes, you know, yeah. and uh so seeing evidence of Bigfoot every. Every time you go out, you know what I mean. Like I'm always skeptical of that. Like that—that's your mind seeing what it wants to see. Yeah, like, right, right. Paranoia. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, and hearing hearing things that you want to hear. You know, sure. Um,
0: to me, it's so, like you know the snow leopards of China or something. Like right. The indigenous people that live in those areas. Yeah. They'll go yeah, years yeah. years without seeing a snow leopard, but they're they'll, ridiculously they'll, hard to film. Yeah, and they'll tell. Like, hey, we haven't seen – we know they're here. There's evidence, but we right. just don't see them. Ever. And that Disney documentary, uh, the Snow Leopard documentary – Super hard to film. It was like five years or something before they found right. where that mother was actually – where her den was. Before they started shooting anything, right? it was damn near impossible to find that right. mother. They're very good at being sneaky and
1: camouflaged, and right. they no. don't want you to know where they're at. That's part no. of the like, – That's no. how they survive. And that you
2: it- – and presumably, if we're talking about a large bite oh yeah. you know, great point. Then yeah, probably not gonna want to be filmed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's one thing that a lot of people will say, like, well, with all the trail cameras out. And I'm like, Well, I had a a bear on my property tear apart a deer feeder last October, like October 2022. Wow. Uh yeah, we had actually got we'd gone away for the weekend, you know. Um, so I decided like My deer feeder was going to run empty because we were going to be gone for like four days. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll make sure to give them a special, I poured a bunch of molasses over the corn, you know, just to keep them (laughs) interested in it and keep them coming. But you know what I mean? The smell will still be there and stuff. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm like, and then I'll fill it as soon as I get back to the house, you know, and, uh, we'd only been at the house. I think we'd been there less than a, I mean, it was like, we're coming in our first year, I guess. Uh, so I, uh. Uh, you know, we came back. We were actually visiting uh, some people up in Erie, PA. Um, and we came back, and I'm like, I stopped at Tractor Supply on my way back, you know, back to the house and got 50 pounds of corn and, you know, took it back to the deer feeder in the way back in the woods. And I'm like, I, you know, the lids way over in the bushes and the base is gone and the, <laughs> the deer feeder is drug down on the side of the tree. And I'm like, man, the coons here must be huge, <laughs> yeah. you know, like they like, you know, it's an army. And uh, <laughs> I, I start looking around and there's bear prints all around. And I'm like, oh, I got to check my trail camera. My trail camera was literally just on the game trail. I mean, you know, 15 feet from the not a thing on the trail camera. You know, the the, the bear approached from a different place, tore apart the deer feeder, ate all the molasses corn and left. You know what I mean? Jeez, um. um and that's a bear. You know what I mean? That's not a not a, you know, hominoid, not a, you know, not a, you know, great ape. That's a that's a bear. Yeah. So, you know, right. if, if you've got something presumably with some intelligence, and that's good, kind of, you know, the running theories, if you keep up with like the the running theories about Bigfoot, you know, you've got something that probably has enough intelligence to have some sort of like proto language, you know. Uh not necessarily language, but like deliberate uh deliberate noises that yep. mean something. Sounds, you know what I mean? Like and there's clicks. some sort of yeah. sounds and clicks and, and vowel noise. You know what I mean? Vowel sounds that have like a proto language that isn't just um you know isn't just instinctual right. sort of stuff. Um the uh you kind of have, you know, you have to presume uh Or assume, I guess you could say, that it's probably pretty intelligent. Maybe even intelligent enough to notice that you were putting up a trail camera. You know what I mean? Um, In it's territory. And, uh, and, you know, there are trail camera pictures that come up. And and they usually get torn apart on the internet immediately. You know what I mean? Like somebody posts it and people say, well, you can clearly see that it's a suit. You know what I mean? Right. So who knows? You know, that's kind of, I've gotten much more comfortable with I don't know. Uh, yeah. since I've been pursuing this subject, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of circling back to how I got, um, involved in Bigfoot, um, I started getting all this evidence, you know, like I started sh- being shown all this evidence and exposed to different, uh, ways of thinking about it, you know, um, talk to people like Dr. Meldrum, um, one of my volunteers here at the, like here with the park, uh, great guy, local researcher, um part of a bunch of different groups you know he kind of he's kind of one of those guys that doesn't like to throw his hat in with one particular group so he he kind of you know likes to be friends with all of them That's uh good. great he was always a great resource uh if i had any questions um his name's dave wickham he uh he does he actually has his own little conference in uh Kashocton, which is pretty nice. It's nice oh cool uh yeah it's a nice little like base it's back to the basic sort of Bigfoot conference where it was you know what I mean it really the first year that they did it it felt really old school and really uh it, it was really well done you know what I mean like it felt yeah. it like um you know kind of had that like it kind of had that you know uh Bigfoot meeting at a plumbers and pipe figures hall sort of feel you right. know what I mean it was yes a, like um and it was pretty cool you know I I I was fortunate enough to go help with the the first one. Um, and it was great. I got I got to make it a point to go to another one. I haven't been, haven't been able to in the last two years because it fall it, it's fallen on the weekend of my anniversary, and that's you know mm. my wife puts up with an awful lot as it is. Right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I bet. She, like so, yeah, Ours yeah. too. Ours oh, too. Yeah, I know right, what you mean. <laughs> right. you know, oh yeah. Um, but so that conference so, uh, is
0: more of kind of your traditional <clears throat> informational conference where you don't have a bunch of vendors and other things going on and. All this kind of like a hubbub, like it's it's more of a focus. Right. Speakers and researchers are getting together to kind of to network. So yeah, it was great. It
2: was really yeah, it was really well done. You know. Um. So, uh, he he exposed me to a lot of different evidence and stuff too. You know what I mean? Like it gave me resources. Um, and uh, my cynicism about it started to wane a lot. And and I was looking at it by like 2018. I was looking at it like, you know, I was at the point where I was like, you know, there's got to be something to some of this. You know what I mean? Like, so by 2018, I smelling the
1: smoke from the fire a little bit.
2: Right. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I always say I drank the Flavor-Aid in 2018. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was, um, but yeah, the, uh, the, Flavorade. Well, you know, you got to be accurate. <laughs> the generic cool Aid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The generic um, Kool Aid, yo. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, that was the, uh, you know, I, um, so a couple of things happened in 2018. Now, uh, whenever anybody asks me point blank if I've seen Bigfoot, the answer is no. Right. I have not. Uh, if they ask the right question, I will tell them the right answer. Like if they ask if I've ever experienced anything, that's a different story. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, that's that's a different story. I will not come right out and say because as soon as I say like have you and if they ask have you ever seen Bigfoot and I say uh, well no but I had then and and I, this is just a product of working with the public day in and day out for the last, for my entire adult life. You know what I mean? I've been a public educator for my entire adult life. That's the only, aside from like a bartending gig here and there and stuff like that, like this is, this has been my job. My whole adult life has been public education. Uh, I worked for a couple of other organizations before I worked for the state, you know? Um, so I, uh, I've always worked with the public and you find things that if, uh, here's a good example not to get not to get too abstract or anything but i have the taxidermy bobcat at the park like my bobcat is very scrawny and very small you know what i mean so every person that comes into the nature center and sees the bobcat they see it and they go that's an awful small And i said yeah it's just a young one it was small and scrawny yeah the ones we see on the on the trail cams at our place are huge compared to that and i said yeah yeah they get bigger yeah, that's an awful small body that came from around here. And I'm like, the thing is, <laughs> is once, that's the thing, is like the thing that they take home from that is salt Fork has small bobcats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the that's the thing, because that's what they latch on
0: to. People are, you know what yeah. I mean?
2: So the second that I say, <sighs> you know, as soon as somebody says like, have you seen Bigfoot? And I go, well, no. But right. and then they latch on to, you know, the butt. Like right. they latch onto that they and lose uh,
0: everything so, before that, but
2: right, right, right. So I always preface this by saying like, I've never seen Bigfoot and I, I have no evidence that what the things that I've experienced were actually Bigfoot, you know? Um, but when my wife and I were first dating, uh, she's from Canton, like she's a Canton folk, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and here at Salt Fork, that's most of my visitors are like Canton, Akron and Cleveland, you know what I mean? Um, because 77 comes right down. We're six miles from 77. so Okay. Um, so most of my visit, so like, you know, when we first started dating, I would go up there and we'd go see live music, go to whatever, an art show, you know what I mean? Go do things like that, whatever, like a microbrew, you know what I mean? Like we'd go, sure. we'd go do things like that. And then when she would come down here, uh, I would take her squirrel hunting because it's Appalachia and that's how you date. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, like you know, um, and too, it was it would have been like October 2018. I'd taken her out squirrel hunting, you know, it was a nice fall day. And uh we were out and heard this long, loud, mournful howl, you know. Hmm. And I mean long, and you could kind of feel it in your chest, you know. And uh she looked at me and she said, Well, what was that? And I said, I I don't know. I'm pretty good at animal noises like that's I always joke that I speak fluent owl you know what I mean like (laughs) I can call in owls and stuff you know um and coyotes and things like that so I know at least in Ohio you know if you if you drop me in Utah it might be a different story or British Columbia it might be a different story but like in Ohio I know what most animals are the noise that most animals are going to make during different parts of their life cycle. You know what I mean? Like I know those noises and I, I used to teach ornithology at Hawking college. Like I taught, I taught a, a, I taught a quarter of ornithology at Hawking college. I'm really good with bird calls. You know um, I can, I've got, I've got a great memory bank for bird calls. Like I can, I do more identification by ear than I do through binoculars every spring. You sure. Know? Um, so it was nothing that I had heard out in the woods, it was nothing that I had, you know, knew of, uh, as far as that goes. A no known animal that I knew, you know. So we get back to the car and we're heading home, and uh, she's like YouTubing coyote noises and stuff. And I said, Hey, YouTube the Ohio how and she pulls up the Ohio Howl and you know, presses play, and she goes, Oh, hey, that that sounds just like it. What, what was that? And I'm like, Well. Allegedly, that's a bigfoot, you cool. know. Yeah. And of course, she's like, "Oh, you know, bullshit." Like, of course, she's like, you know. And I'm like, "No, like, allegedly, she, that's a, you know, I'm telling. That's like one of the great pieces of evidence this is the Ohio Howl, and that's wow. from Columbiana. You know, it's from Columbiana County. You know. Um, now, the caveat to that is, soft work is incredibly popular with bigfoot researchers. Yeah, you know, could um, hmm. every single weekend through the summer, there's a group out there looking for Bigfoot every single weekend, you know, some great, there are groups from PA, there are groups from all around Ohio, there are groups from other States that come in, you know what I mean? Um, I have no way of knowing that there wasn't a guy on the next ridgeline over with a Bluetooth speaker up on a tripod, right. Blaring the same recording that my wife looked up, you sure. know what I mean? Um, That's interesting. I've got no way. Of, right. Yeah. Like I have no way, you know, trying to elicit a response because right. they do that, you know, like we've done it on Bigfoot hikes, you know, Um, so I, again, I try to look at it from as many different angles, you know, as I can. Um, but that certainly did, did end the rest of my cynicism about the subject. You know what I mean? That little experience, that's all I can say is that something made that noise and I don't know what it was. You know what I mean? Uh, that did end the rest of my cynicism and I started being much more open to the idea of what people might be experiencing and that sort of thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So once we, uh, once we, once I got onto that, um, you know, the Bigfoot hikes became much more interesting to me. I started listening to the people that wanted to tell stories and then kind of went on that way through 2019. And then 2020, uh, well, you know, the world ground a halt, um, that spring. And I, uh, you know, it was really weird for us, like the naturalists, like, you know, being, being kind of the educators at our at our places and really weird for me. Um, because while I really missed talking to people, I also just loved that. I was able to, I was home, you know, all the time with my kids and, you know, we had an awesome garden that year and stuff, you know what I mean? Like we did all kinds of projects and things around the, you know, around our house at the time. And, uh, but you know, um, it was really weird. I was really sweating it as far as the job goes. Cause I was like, man, we're not doing public education like this. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, am I going to have a job? Like our thing is like, where, where's this going? Yeah. And, uh, we, we like everyone else, we switched to virtual stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, we, uh, and we started doing these little videos, um, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it at first because it was, you know, I was able to like kind of channel it in her Steve Irwin. I would, I would do a video about it. I would do a video about a snapping turtle and I'd be on my belly next to a swamp. You know what I mean? With the snapping turtle right there. Like I just found it, even though I'd found it a week before and I was just waiting for a good, (laughs) good weather day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it was like you were finding it with me, you know, I'd turn over a log and there'd be a snake and, you know, the you didn't know that I'd put the snake under the log right before I hit record. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, you know, that sort of thing, um, which is totally what Ciber one did to yeah. tell anybody, but that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but the, uh, you know, so it was kind of cool. I do these little like five minute creature features and talk about, you know, whatever animal. Um, and they were great. I, I wasn't thinking too hard on it. It was fun. You know what I mean? I was kind of getting into it. Cause it was also hard for me. I can kind of read a room, you know, uh, I know how to like, read a room pretty well, like and know where to steer a program or a talk or a lecture. You know what I mean? I know how to steer it one way that I want it to go sure. based on my audience. Um, because that is one of the cool things about being an educator in this capacity, not being a teacher per se, but like being an educator in this sort of informal education, um, is that you uh you don't do the same program. It can be the same program, but you're never doing the same program twice. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, you might do a geology talk four times, you know, in a month or whatever, but it's never the same geology talk. You There's know? no
1: structure like, syllabus or. No, no. Well, yeah, you do. No, right. You feel. And it's not.
2: Well, that and also your audience dictates a lot of it. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? Like your audience dictates so much of it. You know, I might have a bunch of Boy Scouts that are trying to earn their geology merit badge and they ask the really hard questions. Yeah. But then and when we start talking about fossils, you know, next week I might have a bunch of people in like say knee length denim skirts who maybe aren't going to be that interested in fossils and geologic time and stuff because like you know what i mean like you're gonna mm -hmm. have like and i gotta i gotta be aware of that like i gotta notice that oh well maybe we steer clear of the whole evolution thing today you know what i mean um that sort of thing uh so you know changing from that to like talking to a camera you know uh and and not really knowing you know I, i remember doing a pollinator program you know, um, virtual pollinator program. And I felt like Ricky Bobby and I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do with my hand. You know what I mean? like, I don't have, like, you know, and, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was just, it was really awkward. Um, so, uh, we kind of go through that for a while and then October rolled around and, uh, we, uh, I was asked to do a Bigfoot talk for Halloween you know what I mean? Like a Bigfoot program. And that was kind of the first of that series that I wound up doing. Yeah. Um, after that, things got very weird. I started appearing on podcasts and stuff. Uh, and people started asking me what my opinion was about Bigfoot, you know. And here's the thing is like I want to believe in Bigfoot so bad. I want it to be real so bad. Like I want to see a Bigfoot so bad. And I think that probably handicaps my chances of seeing a Bigfoot quite a bit. <laughs> is that I the desire. You know What I mean, probably the more you want like, it, the less you're gonna you know get I mean? it, yep. yeah, right. Um, but uh, I did, I did these videos, and one of them I wanted to do kind of a finding Bigfoot salt for thing, you know what I mean? Like, so I uh, I went out and camped at our group camp, which had been vacant for you know m- like more than a year at that point because of COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and camped. And uh, that night, I got a, I got two wood knocks, hmm. which I don't know what wood knocks are. When you ask my actual opinion about wood knocks, I don't think that they're. I always challenge people who talk about wood knocks uh, to go out and find a piece of wood lying on the ground that's suitable to whack against another tree and make that hollow, you know, like baseball bat sort of sound. You know what I mean? Like most times, if you find a, if you find a log and you smash it against a tree, it's going to blow apart because it's all punky. And a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where
1: we have a friend that has an alternate theory on it's yeah. not actually a wood knock. They think it's a no. I don't like a knock yeah. with a tongue, like a
2: yeah, but right. from the I skull mechan-
1: and cavity of a giant creature, right.
2: right? And that's my opinion too. Is that it's mechanical? Mm-hmm. It's a vocal. You know what I mean? Like that. It's not a. It's like it's an not orca. like that. Like an organ, right? Communicating. Right? Yeah, almost. And there's also if you go back into some of the records, like into some of the BFRO, you know, records. There's very few um witness reports of people of of, of something whole you know of uh, one of these presumed you know creatures holding anything, mm-hmm. you know, let alone a stick, you know, um, or a rock or anything, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so uh I think it's I also think it's like, you know, some sort of mechanism that they have, you know, that they can produce. But yeah. um I got I got that. Don't know what it was. You know what I mean? Don't again, not a Bigfoot, not a smoking gun. Uh but that definitely you know, um, did a lot to change my opinions about things. So that kind of brings me to what I I do now with the Bigfoot naturalist thing. Um, I'm in a position where I'm like kind of a classically trained naturalist. You know what I mean? Like I've got a, I've got a formal background in this. Uh, I'm a field person, so I'm out in the field a lot. You know, I'm not, I'm nowhere near, I've got an associate's degree. I'm not an academic at all. You know what I mean? I'm a field taught person and I went to, you know, a two-year technical school. I went to Hawking college. Um, and, you know, I, I teach at a two-year technical school in the fall. I teach botany uh, over here at Zane State, you know what I mean? Uh, because I'm a field person, and that's what technical schools need, or field people, you know what I mean? Um, so I, with the Bigfoot naturalist stuff, uh, I'm in a position, I'm in kind of a unique position, not only to get people out and interested in nature and stuff like that, but I'm also in a unique position to uh, give what, based on all the evidence uh, and based on what research, you know, maybe the, the best and most reasonably thought out like present the ideas that are that the academics like that uh you know Dr Meldrum and Cliff and you know the Sasquatch tracks guys you know what I mean Micah and those guys like those you know Matt Pruitt like those ideas and the the evidence that is like the most reasonable and you know the most grounded mm-hmm. I am able to um you know present that in a way uh now, where it's maybe taken seriously by people, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love um, it. And that's kind of what I use. I try to use this position, you know, mm-hmm. and try to use my background and stuff to to get people out there and get people interested, and also like test their critical thinking with it. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, um, and I always like to point out like the idea of like biological pre- uh, biological precedents for some of the things mm-hmm. that we attribute to Bigfoot is really important to me. I mean, I've had discussions with people about like fluid filled hairs that blur their outline. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, (laughs) which is a great thought. Like, it's a great thought. Like the idea that you can like, yeah, that you can like inject, you know what I mean? You've got hollow hair that you can like inject fluid into to blur your outline. Like that's a great idea.
1: The camouflage.
2: Yeah. 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 But the thing is, there's not really a biological precedence for it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's um, really cool, John, because, you know, we always talk about m- multiple disciplines when it comes to anything. Yeah. We're big into Ohio history mm-hmm. and, right. you know, there's researchers, but there's the archaeologists and all these yeah. people that need to come together to really understand True history right. and and you know the researchers the bigfooters if you will they're not necessarily a biologist or a naturalist or trained. No, I mean, so like, it can it's be not a varied backgrounds, and multiple yeah. disciplines. Yeah. Oh yeah, to study this stuff is so important. Yeah,
2: it is, and that's what I, I try to use this. You know, I, that's why it's the bigfoot naturalist because when if I'm asked flat out if I'm a researcher, I'm not. Yeah, I spend so much more time out looking for snakes and stuff. I do education and I do education, you know, it's not only like my day job that we were talking about with, you know, I do education elsewhere. You know, I'm talking, talking to you guys. I right. d- I'm I'm hoping to maybe do some writing eventually. Uh, like I said, I've got four, four kids. So it's, it's kind of hit or miss when I can, you know, uh, pencil that in, Yeah, but, um, you know, uh, and do things. I'd love to do videos kind of on my own, you know, uh, and things like that. But, um, the, uh, I I try to use this position because people do take me seriously. And I take this subject seriously. That's the thing is that I actually do take this subject seriously. You know, um, I don't, I don't think it's a joke any longer. And even if it's, you know, I think what, uh, like Bobcat Goldthwait, I think he said, he said, you know, uh, if you, uh, what so? What if you go look for Bigfoot? You might accidentally go camping. That's the only downside. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like that's the <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean? It's a great like trip. you might accidentally. Yeah, right. You know. Um, so, I I started to take the subject much more seriously and uh, kind of get more immersed in it and trying to use my position to present the best available evidence and the most the most reasonable in my opinion, you know what I mean. Sure. That's kind of what I what I try to rely on is the most reasonable. Um, evidence and I try to steer clear of anything that maybe doesn't anything too supernatural uh, and like we were talking about before we got on you know there are things where I don't know you know what I mean there's weirdness out there that I just I just I don't know you know Um, I really don't Um, but there are some things where I'm like well you know that sounds really cool but there's no biological precedence for it there's no evidence that anything else does that you know at least with like when they talk about like infrasound uh you know when they talk about people getting zapped with infrasound (laughs) well at least there are animals that do that you know what i mean like there are animals there are mammals at least that have infrasound you know what i mean that can produce infrasound um you know as far as i know there aren't mammals that can actively change their color you know what i mean um or or blur, blur their background you know now they can like they can like um you know they can uh change seasonally like you've got weasels and stuff that will change you know turn white in the winter
1: yeah
2: um but you know that's not the same so there's not you know uh with the infrasound thing well like maybe they do produce infrasound. you know we don't i don't know uh because there's at least biological precedence for it but um i also think you know you mentioned ohio history the historical side of it's so fascinating that every tribe you know every culture in north america I mean, every culture in most of, you know, most of the world has some something that's kind of analogous to Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's some some degree of Bigfoot. You know, but uh, almost every every culture in North America has some sort of legend that if you 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 really kind of you don't really have to think too hard to make it fit into the Bigfoot you know category. Um, right. And one of the things like you you look at totem poles that depicted mm-hmm. you know alleged big why is it so far far far-fetched that like so you've got a totem pole that has all known animals on it you know what i mean and then they'd stick one Fictional animal,
0: right? At just the for fun. They right. thought you they know they'd I mean? just spiked just it up. Fun, yeah, right. it's a myth. Yeah, right. It's part like of their myth. just to
1: throw us right. off later in life when we came to ruin their culture. Well, it's just part. Yeah, of their, right. Right. They're <laughs> part, part of their, myth- or yeah.
2: their and that's what it is. But, you know, like it's, that's the but that's the one made up animal. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That they threw you know, um, or anything point. like that. Like they all good have different names.
0: They all have different names. they all different
2: names. There's but also like and sometimes, you know. Um, there's at least, you know, there's at least evidence that sometimes there's a, you know, it's a, there's an oral history that gets passed on mm-hmm. that in into modern times. You know, if you look at like all of the stuff surrounding Homo Floresiensis, like the, Flore- oh, you know, on the Isle of Flores. We still
0: talk you know about I mean? that one. I've yep. got my theories.
2: Right. Well, but you, you see all that. Well, those tribes were telling, telling stories about a little goblin. <laughs> you know right. I mean? like the, you know what I mean? Like they were telling, they're. So – and there's proof that there was overlap between modern humans and them for, for a while. Right. So is – now, you know, did they persist in the modern times or did the folklore persist in the modern times? Right. Like that's the
0: yeah, – you know, sure. that's what
2: – right. That's what you're – but, you know, uh, it's sort of hard to look at North America and say like, well, that's one – that's Indonesia.
0: Mm-hmm. But North
2: America, you know, we know every animal that's out there. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, right. I mean yeah, – I don't and think even, we do. Even on a, on a micro scale, if you look at like, you know, I have been wrong plenty of times, but like the biggest like slap in the face that I've ever had for years for, I mean, I'm going on, I'm going on my 11th year with ODN. I mean, for years at Salt Fork, I was telling people, we don't have Copperheads because we don't, you know what I mean? For all intents and purposes, we don't, you know, uh, Northern Copperheads. I always said like, well, the last record was from the fifties for this County, uh, lots of disturbances happened since the 50s we don't have copperheads you know uh, last spring I'm out I'm out looking at a looking at a place north of the park on park property I look down at a rock I go oh that's a really snaky looking rock I'm gonna turn it over first northern copperhead I have ever seen in Guernsey wow, County dang. Under that rock. so now I can no longer say we don't have copperheads you know what right. I mean like because I found a copyright I've got right. photographic evidence of a copyright you know what I mean I put it on the county record like I updated the county wow. record with it you know um it, it, and so there are things that you know you we can't just say and that's what I'm saying like you know the Isle of Flores you can say that and people go well yeah that's indonesia you know it's not if you, but this is north america and it's mm-hmm. like well yeah but every culture had a thing you know including modern cultures <laughs> We have a thing, you know what I mean? Right. Like we have a folklore. Well, I don't think that we always appreciate that we are participating in modern folklore, you right. know? Um, and it's it's part, you know, now, like what are, what if this, you know, what if your podcast gets, you know, unearthed, you know, 500 years from now <laughs> and they figure out how to, you know, like, you know, they're going to say, well, look, these primitive people, they were just learning how to use digital stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. like they. They, you know, they didn't know. You know what I mean? They didn't know that there were these things living out there. You know what I mean? Like that sure. sort of thing. Like they, you know. But um, I don't think I, I don't think that we can appreciate that we appreciate like the uh, the essence of like what what that subject is, what Bigfoot is. You know what I mean? What the subject yeah. of Bigfoot and Bigfoot research is sometimes um no i mean like you can of course you go way way off you can go off into the woo and no disrespect to the woo either uh i you know i don't i don't have any disrespect for that it's just like i like i always say like it says naturalist on my shirt not super naturalist you know it's yeah. the bigfoot naturalist <laughs> like i stick with i try to stick with nuts and bolts flesh and blood you know undiscovered great ape you know that's yeah. kind of the running theory that a lot of the at least a lot of the academics kind of, you know, or a lot of the, the, the folks who research the subject that are, uh, you know, I think the best researchers, at least, it kind of go with, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: But you can um, agree that there are stories where there is some high strangeness sto- and stories- weird things no. oh, around Bigfoot and, and sightings that,
1: You're you good. know, You're
0: sometimes <laughs> can, it, are hard to. Uh, there we go. There you go. Good. All right, you know they they seem kind of woo woo, but it, when you look at yeah. the person that's telling you this, and cr- it's not some like hippie smoking dope. It's, right. it's, no, it's no, somebody no, right, that's highly right, right. respected, or even oh, a police yeah. officer. Like the the it's a little old, old lady, the little old lady. Unless she's smoking um, it for glaucoma, you know. There's like you know UAP stuff and weird yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, you know the new uh, Politis documentary, the the UFO connection. Oh right. yeah. yeah. And, Sorry. and that's some of those stories in there. Yeah. Are very, very interesting. And um, you know,
2: one of the things, actually I've got a, I've got my own little pet theory about like the UFO Bigfoot connection. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Uh, when people have like, you know, when there are, there are reports that coincide with, you know, UF, UAP, UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings, you know what I mean? Um, I think we're naturally inclined to think like, obviously yeah. it, Obviously the Bigfoot climbed off the UFO, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's that's not really how I feel about it. I feel like if if so if this thing exists, you know what I mean we can we can assume that it's intelligent enough to stay off trail cameras to not get hit by cars. you know what I mean uh we can assume that it's well aware of what's happening in its home range, you know what I mean um if there's a big bright flash of light in the sky, it's probably going to look up and go, what was that? Maybe I'm, you know, I see, could that be fire over there? I'm going to go investigate. And then it happens to cross the road in front of somebody that goes, oh my God, what was that in the sky? Is that a fire over there? And then they see a Bigfoot, you know what I mean? Presumably, like I would, I would assume that some of the, you know, some of those reports of, you know, maybe aren't a supernatural Bigfoot. It's a Bigfoot going like, Holy cow! What was that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what was that that I just you know? What was that big bright flash? Like we would, you know,
0: you know, yeah, just like we would, would, right? We were out there, or like really
2: any other any other animal would go, you know, would either run from it or investigate it you know what i mean those yeah. are the two options you know
1: so kind of like, like bigfoot is there it's the same like simultaneously as a ufo uap is experiencing,
0: happening experience it. yeah what i'm saying I is mean, that's like, a roulette
1: it, wheel of like i mean that's hitting two well, yeah, yeah squares at once no no right <laughs> right but you know there's all those stories about like yeah.
2: the the you know what i mean there's lots of and people have cross-referenced them you know what i mean like looked at like MUFON reports and BFRO reports and cross-reference the ones that happened on the same night at the same location, you know what I mean? Hmm. Or in the same general area and use that as evidence to say they're extraterrestrial, which I do not, you know, I don't think that there's any evidence of that. Um, But I do think that maybe if say a Bigfoot was like happened out across the road, maybe it wasn't paying attention to the fact that it was like highly visible, you know what I mean? Because it was focused on whatever just happened in the sky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, right. Um, I think now, maybe the UFOs saying, like, are like tracking the Bigfoots, just like you know, you hear the reports of them picking God, up I the mean, cattle I'd or mutilating <laughs> this. Like that. maybe I mean, I the guess UFOs are just so out fun. there maintaining the Bigfoots too.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I like the. I, do you guys know the Cryptid of the Corn? Uh, oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. yeah. Justin yeah. And Jay are yeah. buddies. Yeah, so of I, ours. Good guys. I, I like. I like their, you know, their mushroom-like nitrates, oh, yeah. you know, yes. idea. Like, oh, yeah. about, you know, I like the, maybe, maybe Bigfoot likes nitrates, you know, right? Um, Could but, be, you know, Could like, the, but no, uh, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just think uh, I try to use this position as responsibly as possible. Sure, I get, sure. I try not to get too lost in the weeds, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to like this stuff. Um, I mean, I sometimes I'll overthink things, you know. Like I had a whole conversation with Dr. Meldrum once a couple of years ago about like, I'm like, you know, so part of the reason why for most of human history, uh, infant mortality was so high is because our bodies, as we became bipedal and our brains got bigger and our heads got bigger, our bodies didn't catch up quite quick enough to deal with our big brains and big shoulders and like our pelvis didn't form there, you know what I mean? And we have a lot of complicated, like, you know, childbirth wipes us out for a right. while, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? As opposed to a quadruped, you know, or a four-legged animal that has a baby and then goes right on about its business. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. it had, you know, uh, a, you know, a deer can just That's an interesting a theory.
1: That's interesting. So,
2: so I, I was like, you would, it would, it would make sense that if there's another bipedal animal out there that maybe they have a high instance of like, not only like maternal mortality, but also, you know, infant mortality. Right. You know, I'm like, it would make sense. Like their hips and stuff can't be, you know what I mean? Like, or are they more like adapted than us? You know what I mean? For I'm like, so I, you know, I was trying to say like, you know, So there has to be some sort of, like, actual nesting, you know, like an actual nursery where you have – you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And Dr. Meldrum was kind of basically pointing out the big flaw in that is that we don't know enough about any of this to presume any of that. And that Mm -hmm. that was the big – so I will – just like everybody else, I will overthink things all the way through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To the very last thread, I will. Overthink oh yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. theorize Cause that's a hundred, cause that's a hundred percent true. What he said was like, well, we yeah. don't have enough evidence to prove, you know, to say one way or right. the other. And I'm like, well, but my opinion would be like, just thinking on, you know, like I said, getting lost in the, that rabbit hole
0: right. is
2: like, well, there have to be some sort of nursery. Right. Because yeah. like you got a bipedal animal with a, with big old shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and a, probably a big old head, you know what I mean? Uh, probably, probably not easy uh, for the you know mother. So there would have to be some sort of recuperation, you know what I mean? Um, which I mean, and there are nest sites that people have reported,
1: you know. Um, those are weird. So, or maybe those they're are not that big of a birth, weird. you know. Maybe they don't have that big of a, you know, actual right. Uh, offspring, yeah, maybe and they maybe really they small. Yeah, like, pick right. up and gestate really quickly yeah. afterwards, and grow right. really fast afterwards. Yeah, I can yeah, that see, could also be true. It, 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 I, yeah. You'd have to look at more like just primates in general, I guess, to get some yeah, kind right. Of and that's it. And that's it. I'm and, not, you yeah. know, I'm not a, I'm not a primatologist. I yeah, don't, you know, I'm not. I try
2: to, and but I, and I try not to spout that stuff when I'm like talking to the public. You know, oh yeah, yeah, sure, no, guys, but like what I try, what I try to do, my main goal is like people. I, I take it seriously Yes, uh, with my background and stuff. People take me seriously. I try to be articulate, you know um, it's been, I mean, in August I'm already on autopilot. I've, I'm pretty much peopled out by August. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So Cause I'm down to us, you know, grunting my way through the day, you know, at this <laughs> point, but I try to be articulate, you know, and I, I try to, um, I try to meet people where they're at, Sure. you know, and, uh, and, and, I think uh I I I think this is a I think it's a worthwhile um pursuit, you know, like educating people about this and trying to present the best evidence sure. and trying to remain visible and being, you know, um not to not I'm not like um, you know, boost my own ego or anything, but trying to remain as uh, some sort of touchstone, you know what I mean, for this subject, you know what I mean? Like where I'm not a researcher, like I'm not on I'm not on a uh, TV show, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't spend a lot of time, but I, uh, I will take, I will listen to your your story. I will discuss theories with you. I will try to educate people about it. I try to remain visible and open to the subject. Mm -hmm. And I also try to take it as seriously as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I do, I do spend a lot of time like, and I've gotten to know some people, uh, you know, I've gotten really great friends through this subject, you know, uh, it's been great for me and my family too. I mean, that's most of our vacations now are kind of um, two conferences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we kind of oh, yeah. will spend one day at a conference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's like, so all my kids go to school wearing, you know, cryptid stuff. Like, yeah. lots of <laughs> mine too. And my house is, my house is like decorated with Jonathan Dodd. Oh, your, yeah. Your stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I've got all yep. kinds of, you know. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten to know a lot of great people, and it's been really good for us. But like, well, you said Micah called me out at CryptidCon. Yeah. Like, uh, we so I met Micah in a really weird uh, way. I met the Sasquatch Tracks guys in a really weird way. Uh, so I came out with those videos, you know. Um, and uh, the reason why the reason why Micah called me out uh, was the subject of his talk was Bigfoot and the government. Yes. You know, um, at CryptidCon. And about his his uh, active active hobby of um, foyer requests and public Sure-hmm. records requests, you know? Oh, he's so, so dialed in with that stuff. Man. Oh, man, he's, he's so relentless. good at it. He's so good he's at it. He's got the receipts. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, he's so good at it. And actually, uh, so the way we met, I had been listening to Sasquatch tracks, you know, um, so it was kind of one. I I found them and I'm like, well, these guys are really level about it. And like mm-hmm. they, they, uh, they pursue it or they, uh, pursue it and they ask questions in a way that I can really appreciate. You know what I mean? Um, and I think they vet their guests really well, you know. Um, but the, uh, so I'd been listening to it and was aware of like, who, I was also aware of like who Mike Hanks was through his other projects, you know, the Seven Ages and, and, mm-hmm. uh, the Micah Hanks program and stuff, you know? Um, but I, uh, I'd been listening to Sasquatch tracks at the time and I'd come out with the videos and I was actually at home one day. Um, I was, I was getting ready for work. I was like shaving in my bathroom, you know, getting ready for work and my phone rang and it was my personal phone, but it was my, it was this, the natural supervisor in Columbus. And when they call at, like eight o'clock in the morning, you know, it's usually no, no bueno. You know what I mean? (laughs) So like, obviously I answered, yeah, right. Like, so I answered it and I'm like, Hey, what's, what's up? How's, how's it going? You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and she kind of went, she went like, yeah, so we don't really know what to do with this. We got a public records request and I'm like, Oh God, I'm like, it can't be anything that I've, I don't spend any money. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I don't, I don't know my, I don't even have a budget. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, what, what on earth could they be? requesting from me thinking like somebody's you know uh because you anybody can ask for like what purchases that i make this year. you know what i mean so i'm thinking like the worst possible things i'm like oh my you know what am i and she said no 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 it's nothing like that um it's bigfoot and i'm like oh (laughs) and she said uh some somebody wants to know all of the like everything that we have reports everything that we have on bigfoot ODNR, you know, they want to know what the Department of Natural Resources has on Bigfoot. And I'm like, Ooh, uh, well, I mean, do we have to, because that was news to me. I'm like, do we have an, anything on Big? Well, no, no, we don't have it, you know, like nobody takes reports, like we don't take reports on it. you know what I mean? Um, that's one thing that people don't understand is that like not everything is a report you know mm-hmm. um if i if i stop and help somebody change a tire it's not a report right I mean? sorry ma'am let you me know know get my paper yeah right right <laughs> like uh but the uh so she said can i send it can i send it to you and maybe and i said well, yeah if you send it to me maybe i can just see what they want and and see if you know i'm like most likely they saw the videos and they're just you know well, he hadn't seen the videos, but I read through it. And it's like this amazingly well-written public records request, you know. And down at the bottom is all his contact information. It's Micah Hank. So I call her back. and I'm like, hey, I listened to this. I listened to a couple of his podcasts. Can I Can I call him? Like, can I just call him up? You know, so I called him and we talked and I, you know, we exchanged, you know, what, what I knew and what I had and things like that. And uh, we became really close. And actually, I got after I met Micah, I got to know Smokey and Jeff. Um, who are the kind of the other two in in the Sasquatch tracks, you know, gang? Um, and I I spend a lot of time chatting with uh Smokey. Actually, right before we got on, they were you know we were texting back and forth because um, I was talking about how bad my lighting is here. You know, oh it's um, good, but yeah, <laughs> but the uh, um yeah so like I got to be really close with them last last summer. I went down for a couple of days, hung out with. Smokey and Jeff, we went out looking for rattlesnakes and stuff, you know, it was a uh, dude, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So no uh, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unless you, so we, I, uh, I'd go with you, but I wouldn't go by myself. I'm not, I, <laughs> I'm afraid I would step on one. Yeah. But we, uh, you know, so it's, it's, and it is a really like
2: for all of its fault and every community has its faults. Like every, every subset of society has its, you know, faults and it has, its has its overly, you know, vocal kind of, you know like i said before the wackiest the wackiest theories tend to be the most vocal you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but i think the bigfoot community is sort of unique in that that realm of research you know uh i think it's it's pretty open uh also if you look at like the demographic of people who come to a big, there's not like the Venn diagram for bigfoot conferences is all over the place you know mm-hmm. what i mean like good point you you have you know like it, it, I really, somebody should do like a sociological study on, that, you know what I, I mean? I would because love it's to like, see
0: that done. You know, <laughs> there's actually a guy that,
2: study Sasquatch? A, no, no. The people a, that love well, Sasquatch. <laughs> now, now I say, I say that there's actually a guy in uh Wales who, who is doing that. He, he, I, he interviewed me last year, he interviewed a ton of people. Oh, wow. Uh, so okay. there is, there is a guy that's actually doing that. There's very a, cool, you know. Um, who's interested in, in, you know, in the U S the people who believe in Bigfoot, you know, um, or the people who research Bigfoot. Sure. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, so I guess there is a guy that, that did that, but the, uh, um, yeah, it's just an, it's an interesting thing. And I try to, I'm like, I try to keep that in mind. Like, am I doing justice to the community? You know what I mean? Like to the Bigfoot community, sure. like I don't, you know, uh, cause you do, you also get that, like you get the curmudgeonly people who are like, Oh, I used to go to the conferences and stuff, but pfft, and I don't listen to, I don't listen to any of those podcasts and see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you do kind of get those like curmudgeons that are like, <laughs> but you know, uh, I try to do justice to the community and try to, try to give, like I said, the best evidence as possible.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I think absolutely. you validate, I think you validate the kind of the scene as a whole when someone like yourself. Right. And the pursuit,
2: in... the pursuit of it, I think, you know what I mean? That maybe yeah. it is, even if. I mean, you still got to prove that it's not real. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if but, that's so, even the pursuit of you know what I mean? Like well, it it's
0: uh, almost legitimizes at least the conversation,
1: right? The conversation. That's it. I think you it's know, a legitimate think... conversation for sure. A lot of people, don't I for believe sure do. Well, okay, yeah. well, then that's for people that again think it's they silly. know everything. You're a silly person. And they're for right, believing and you're and wrong, and you're yeah, a silly.
0: I had a family member yeah. tell me that I was silly to even. Uh, Think about UAPs and extraterrestrials. That right. well, just because there's a con- congressional hearing, everybody everybody in Congress lies. All these whistleblowers, they're they're all liars. Right. They're, <laughs> it's this or it's that. But I'm like, it, uh, to me, with what's happening with the UAP stuff, it's just like where there's smoke, there's fire. Like I'm not going to say right. yeah, yeah, I yeah, haven't it. seen an alien body myself. But when you have someone like Grush, and and as hard as they're going after him, oh yeah, and trying Trying to to discredit his character, like you know, that's a playbook. So, oh yeah, is is there something there? But to uh, say you're silly. When there's congressional hearings, oh, I didn't even watch that. That's silly. That's for kids. Right. Well, for no, sure. no, okay, no, well, no,
1: it's not. It's not. It's not. Like, if they yeah, had the right. same congressional hearings for Sasquatch or talking about, you know, Bigfoot oh. or going, hey, we've got yeah. John Hickenbottom from the Ohio DNR oh, here, God, in God. Congress. <laughs> hey, dude, you get up there and start <laughs> oh, doing that. That'd be so amazing if that happened. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to be like, I know him what? kind of. <laughs> what I sat a behind nightmare. him. I sat <laughs> gonna behind like him. Str- str- I'm going to
2: have a stress <laughs> dream about that tonight. That's <laughs> that's uh, oh, oh God. man um
1: that's too funny
2: the uh no um yeah the uh no I, I i also agree and you know and like we said before there's no shortage of strangeness that you just don't know sure what it is you know mm. um you just don't know and the and um like mike and i have talked before like the more you pursue
1: this stuff the more comfortable you have to be with i don't know Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One well, do you also think is... the more you pursue it the more it kind of like grow like your your grasp is still yeah. exceeded like what you're reaching yeah. for still keeps going further. You don't right. necessarily get there but that... it grows. The and you know, I have I don't again I don't get into the woo stuff. Sure, like, sure, the, but I mean but just the reference
2: I do I do, reference and... I do uh I I can appreciate like the John Keel um ideas, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like how John Keel had ideas that you know, cuz he had he had uh, these ideas like uh you know, UFO activity like activity would pick up when he'd go investigate because he was like whipping up everybody's subconscious, you know what I mean? Yeah, like asking questions. And and you know, I like that idea. I don't know, you know what I mean? I don't think it's a but I think that um we certainly if we want to find weirdness, we can find it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Out there. And uh and sometimes unintentionally, you know what I mean, find it. We can stumble across um, so I think when you're when you're pursuing these weird things, you know, these weird subjects, like you're going to find weirdness. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, you're going to find uh, but, strangeness. And uh, I, you know, agree. I I don't know. Yeah.
0: At the same time, what Tobias Wayland was talk, talking to us about was when you kind of look into John Keel and the Mothman Prophecies, the book, mm-hmm. he had so many pages to fill up. That if you just had the Mothman story, it wasn't that much. There was no book work. No, no, there was a story, but it wasn't a full. So, Kiel had to grab all this other stuff, whether it was the Men in Black, you know, and the Silver Bridge was like, that's my ending. He didn't have an ending to the book.
1: Yeah, he kind of pulled a lot of elements together together to really make a story. Because
2: he had the the Mothman, that whole story, that had been included in another another work. Right. You know, just the Mothman stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I also agree with that, you know? Yeah. And I think, and like, fun. I can, I can also admire John Keel. Uh, Us too. We his, love John like Keel his stuff, per, yeah. And his, his like perspicacity because he would investigate just anything. If you said, it was a, hundred, it was a flying toaster. I saw it on the freeway. <laughs> He'd go investigate it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he would, And I, you know, I can admire that. He was also friends with like somebody that I like. I would love if I could meet one Bigfoot researcher from the past. You know, Ivan Sanderson. Like he was a zoologist. Mm -hmm. He was a naturalist. He was articulate. Like he's everything that every naturalist wants to be. He just also believed in Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot. So you know what I mean? Like he was. Why not? You know, he was like I and and he and John. You know, John Keel would like go decompress on his farm sometimes. Oh wow! Ivan T. Sanderson's farm. They were close. You know, so I would love to, you know, I would love to meet Ivan T. Sanderson and, and he's I mean, he got fooled, you know, by a hoaxer in Florida. He you know, there were these penguin prints that showed up on a on a beach in Florida. Huge. You know, he estimated to be a nine foot tall penguin. You know oh, what, what I mean? And uh, yeah, yeah. And it turned out to be a guy who made them out of lead. He made some big penguin feet out of lead, and he was just kind of cranking people, you know what I mean? But like, you know, so we're all we're all so, yeah,
0: right. Why a penguin, first of all? Who knows? Well, you know,
2: actually, I mean, there were actually some, like, some of the uh, sci-fi from the time, you know, know, 40s, 50s, some of the sci-fi at the time, like, you know, you had, like, weird encounters and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, strange tales and stuff. Uh, Like, H.P. Lovecraft wrote about giant penguins. It was kind of a popular thing to throw around you know what i mean and science fiction for the time was like giant megafauna that's that's you know small megafauna in that's reality fine. you know what that's i mean fine. so like penguins yeah so that's probably where the guy got the idea you know what i mean mm-hmm. but uh we all we all you know can fall fall victim to that and like i said i i myself included like i have no way of knowing that the the thing that i heard out at the out of salt fork was might have been somebody a recording bluetooth speaker yeah right you know. That's um, a good point. I'm That's with. Point. I, I I would agree with like Mark DeWorth. You know, um, you guys know that I'm, you've met
0: Mark from Dworth, Ohio right? Bigfoot Conference. But
2: yeah, um, I you know, salt work. I think might be considered overfished sometimes. Yep. you know what I mean. Like there might be so much activity out there, people looking that it might negatively infect. You know, impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you been know, moving on. Um, Yeah, not that I don't want people to come out to the park. That's not what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I'm just saying like – and I don't think that – I I don't think that there's evidence that if this animal exists, I don't think there's evidence that they live in one place all the time. You know what I mean? I think they Mm -hmm. definitely are migratory. (laughs) Yep. You know? And they run on like a cyclical – they're cyclical, you know? And I think that uh, salt work probably – I certainly have, you know, seen trends of like – years that are people see all kinds of things experience all kinds of things and then years where there's almost nothing that happens you know this year in particular like there hasn't been that much that has happened this year yeah um and even the one the one like really interesting story i don't know how i feel about it like we did have somebody say that their camper got rocked back and forth pretty violently one night and i'm you know i don't know how i feel about that one they said oh there are no footprints or anything and i'm like well I feel like if your camper was being violently rocked yeah. back and forth, there'd be a smudge or something on the side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how I feel about it, but I mean, it was a story, yeah. you know,
1: that's, do you think um, there are so people that, sorry to interrupt you. Do you think there are people that mm-hmm. have like Bigfoot hotspots that they don't tell people about just so that oh, they yeah. don't have the problem probably. that you're saying of where it's like, yeah, probably. I don't want every Tom, Dick and Harry out there disturbing the Sasquatch that Jesus I think Kion. is out there. Yeah. Because again, yeah. if you're trying to do legit, you know, kind of, yeah, research or you know figuring oh, right. out what's going on. Yeah. You don't want to tell everybody under the Jesus sun, and then
2: yeah. let anybody. Know. I'm, and I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there is. You know what I mean? I'm sure there are people that have have uh-huh. their own special, you know, their own you know sweet spot. Like that, you know, here in here in my part of Ohio, like your morel patch. I d- I was going to ask you, you about te- t- that yeah, earlier. Yeah, you oh, don't t- you don't well, tell yeah. no one where your morel patch is. You know yeah. what I mean? I was so it's ask kind of you the about same that thing. earlier.
1: I was going yeah, like, right. to I want go like, to your yeah. property and hunt morels, and I'll give you like half of the weight that I find. But I know you got <laughs> morels out there. I know you got yeah. morels.
2: Yeah, we, we got morels. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we uh, you know, you don't tell no one where you're – No, you, know, you don't. Where you're but <laughs> So it's the same thing. Like you don't – you know, your, your special fishing hole, you don't tell yep. anybody that, you know. Um,
0: John, what's one of the most convincing stories that you've heard recently other than the, you know, shaking of the – is there one that sticks out that's just like – very interesting <clears throat> falls yeah. into the i don't know category but is is kind of yeah raises your so there's one eyebrow there's one now
2: i've i've told it before but it, it did stick with me like it was one of the ones that really changed my opinion on some of the things um there is one and i've like i said i've told it other places but you know that's a there was a guy that came out to the park with his wife uh, and his wife was doing that sort of like, no, no, he'll listen to you. Go tell him. He was no. like forcing it. You know what I mean? Forcing him to tell me the story. Yeah. Uh, and he was a nice guy in his forties. You know what I mean? Probably mid forties. Uh, and he's from Southern, like central Ohio, like way down in the willy wags and, and so- Southern Ohio, um, you know, like Shawnee area that like way down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, he um the way he described it was when he was young um he uh his they lived in a uh basically a double wide trailer that somebody had given his dad and his dad had moved it to a property owned by a friend of his you know what I mean and they lived out on somebody else's property and you know he very like very poor that part of I mean really this whole side of the state you know is like, pretty depressed, and part you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. Appalachian in general, yeah. you know what I mean.
0: You're talking um, like Waverly, Piketon, yeah, kind down of that there, area, down, Adams like, County, yeah, yeah for that's...
2: getting free, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so anyway, he told me he had vivid memories when he was a kid, um, of his mom rounding everybody up and like all of his you know brothers and stuff into the living room and saying that things outside, you know. Things outside, and he could he could remember hearing something like bump, and you know, like rub against the you know you hear like a rub or a scratch or a bump on the outside of the trailer. And sometimes it'd walk around just once. Sometimes it'd do a few passes around the trailer, and then it'd leave. You know, but his mom would always like kind of round up the kids, so she knew where all the kids were. You know what I mean? While that thing was outside, uh and he also remembers the property owner, um, who owned the actual property where the thing was happening, you know, or where they lived, uh, you know, pulling down their driveway and telling, telling his dad, like, Hey, that thing's been out on the field. Don't let the boys go out, you know, today. like that thing's been out in the corner of the field. Okay. So he, uh, right. So but here's the thing. Uh, he, and he, this guy actually told me, and I can't tell you his name. I can, can't give you an exact sure, location because he sure. didn't give me permission. You know what I mean? Sure. I should have gotten it like written down, you know, Hey, can yeah. I call you up and verify these things? But it was just such a good story. Get out your so notary he, he said, ceiling. <laughs> yeah. He said, like, as he got older, you know, and his exact words were, I didn't read the books that I was supposed to in school, let alone anything about Bigfoot. And mm-hmm. we didn't have cable. You know what I mean? Like, we could barely keep the lights on. We didn't have cable. But he was, like, 19 at a friend's house, and they were sitting around, and on, like, TBS, Harry and the Hendersons came on, you know? Okay, Harry and Henderson, which is a classic, and sure, not, you know what I mean. Like, but uh, he goes, "Oh, hey, it's the thing," and his friend's like, "What in the hell are you talking about? It's the thing. It's Bigfoot. It's not real. It's Bigfoot. It's a goofy. This is a goofy kids show." And he's like, "No, that's the thing. What you didn't have the thing? You know what I mean? Like, and that's what he's saying. He's like, it's the thing. Like, and he said that's when I realized like this was not not everybody had the thing. You know what I mean? Mm. This thing out in their out in their woods. Wow. He said it was just a matter of course. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a matter of course." when he was younger and they lived in that in that area and then he kind of forgot about it you know he just assumed everybody had encountered something weird you know and then he got older and they're watching something silly like harry and the henderson's he's like oh no it's the thing i get i know what that is you know and his friend's like no it's not real and he's like no it's 100% real like i've, I've seen it you know and I'm like, that's amazing, you know, when he when Yeah. So when he told me that story, I was like, man, and this guy did not seem like he didn't want to talk about it. His wife made him talk about mm. it. And he didn't seem it just did not seem like, a, you know, it, it's it's a good story. You can make it up if you really. But he didn't seem like he was being that creative with any of
1: it. You know what I mean? I just think, um, what yeah. what the heck is the point of going? And not to say you're what not is anybody, point? John, right. but what's the point of going and finding John Hickenbottom at the park to right, go, right, I'm right, going to give right. you my yeah. Bigfoot maybe, story maybe in talk, hopes that one day you'll, you'll about go about another on another show podcast. and talk yeah, about on it. a podcast. And, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, and there, you don't have is, his name, right? Like, you can't
2: track right, him yeah, down. No. And I usually, like, I mean, I get, you know— the some of the well-known stories i've talked to people yeah uh like people getting rocks thrown at them you know that yeah that seems to be one of salt forks things is that like fishermen getting rocks pelted at them hmm. you know what i mean that seems to be a thing at Salt Fork. um what that is i don't know you know what i mean oh, yeah. or how how like exaggerated that is i don't know but yeah. i know that I've, sure. talked to a lot, I've talked to quite a few people who claim to have been out fishing and you know softball sized
1: rocks started that's woods. when it gets a little you know bit more interesting when it's not just a pebble, but yeah. it's like it's, right. it's launching a like sizable the, projectile right, yeah, to make yeah. you go, oh, the, a what bird that didn't that? drop that from the sky.
0: Right, right. That's like <laughs> <Yeah>. the, what, <laughs> so the wild the, men of Vietnam, like the oh. Vietnam vets had the stories of right. the, what did they call those? The the eight men of Vietnam forest? I don't forest. know, I don't know one. Right. Yeah, yeah, Vietnam vets would report them just all day long marching through these forests and just rocks being pelted out them pelted yeah. constantly down huh. at him and they called that i know mean, that the the and you
2: know uh john Myanzinski, he had his experience where the thing you know pushed in on his tent and he like he thought it was a bear so he kind of popped it on the nose and he hit a kneecap you know what i mean oh really um yeah I mean, yeah do you know you know have you ever heard of john Myanzinski? no a, do tell he was a he was like a backcountry ranger and i think wyoming uh doing bighorn sheep work okay and stuff for the and he uh but he has a story you guys can look him up he's he's like he's pretty well known he's a great educator too he's a he's also somebody that i'd like would really love to make contact with you know question
1: was um, this yeah was this did Micah talk about this at He he, he probably did. He's yeah. the gentleman that gets way out into these national parks and like yeah, is, yeah, you know, yeah, nobody time, else is there. Okay, yes, I, please go yeah, on because I do right. remember this. But he scene. uh yeah. But you know, he he
2: talks about like thinking that it was a bear still, and that night he goes out and sets by the fire with his with his, you know, gun, just in case it's a grizzly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as he's sitting there, you know, a pine cone, you know, hits him in the head, and then another pine cone. And another pine cut, co- you know and then one hits him in the shoulder and i'm like we well, you know that that seems to be one of those things that happens pretty consistently is like those projectiles and stuff so um that's yeah so i mean it's i don't know it's an it's such a it's such an interesting subject and it's so there's so many stories out there that it's really hard for me to you know what i mean that's what that's why i try to do you know do a good job at this. So that's you know
1: can i present um, one to you and get your opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Like just, just because I think this would be fun, because we've had a yeah, guest no, no, that's no. put this one to us before and I love it. And it's this story that potentially Teddy Roosevelt saw oh, Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. But he wrote about it. He so he wrote this collection of stories about hunting and being in the wilderness, but he included mm-hmm. in it one story that was not necessarily him, but it was someone else right. in referencing this Sasquatch encounter and it led me to the question of like so he he invented the national park didn't invent but you know established the national parks and the park systems so are these big swaths of land like a preserve for Cryptid cryptids, preserve. cryptids that's and above. Sasquatch, ah, and you that know, is a fantastic
2: thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I hot. love that.
1: Thing. I mean, it's yeah, untouched. Man, There's it lots of woods. There's natural yeah. resources. Yeah. There's millions wow, of square what, miles. Yeah. The
0: theory is Teddy Roosevelt didn't use his name. A lot of people think that that's actually his story. Yeah, that his story. That he ghosts. Basically gives it a character because he was going to be he running does like for a, president. Yeah, he didn't want to put after. his
1: name next to that story so necessarily. Some people think wow. that it was Teddy
0: Roosevelt's Sasquatch. And it was the record. only That's,
1: one that he included in this story of stories that were about him. That wasn't yeah.
2: Yeah. right. So it's really strange. Like, what an why throw thing. that wrinkle in? Man, I like see that. I. I want that theory to be true. Like, I no, want, totally. I want, you need to talk I want, to DA. We need to hook you up with I DA want it, for that one. I want NPS it. to be big, you know, just big cryptid observers. Oh. That's, a, you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> great. Preserve. That's fantastic. We need to hook him up yeah. with DA. Yeah. That'd be
1: great.
0: <laughs> DA Roberts. What a great. He's a YouTuber great. and podcaster. His uh, okay. the ex machina podcast. But yeah. He's, uh, oh, okay. He, I, him and uh, Robbie Rains, they do a, a, a couple of okay. shows a week. But, yeah. um, but
1: he's, he's also the North American Dogman
0: Project. Yeah, like he's, he's the head of right. the North American – director of the North American Dogman Project. Got his nose yeah, to I've the, ground, the Yeah, yeah I've heard, heard the name. Yeah. we found him. We did yeah. an episode on Dogman and then uh, we're kind of doing research and then I, his – I was just you know looking for audio or photos and – and he popped up. and I'm like, Let me hit this guy up, see if he'll talk to us. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll do your podcast. Sweet." Yeah. So we kind of <laughs> accidentally discovered DA. That's awesome. And we've been Great on guy. his show yeah. a couple times, and yeah. Yeah. we're hoping to have him on again soon. But Plenty's. um, you know, their big thing is Dog Man in the LBL. Um, oh yeah. And so, you uh, know, Land yeah.
1: between the lakes, if LBL right, is sometimes, right. yeah, yeah. The
0: Missouri, because that was
1: the. Right, yeah, uh, and I've uh, because there's
2: that there's a really well known story from the land between the lakes about like the people who were staying yes. on the houseboat and claimed to have seen somebody actually getting like killed, mauled. Yeah. Wait, yeah, what? That's what right, yeah, yeah, that's what that's, what, that's
0: what yeah. There's call. a
2: there's a it's a pretty well known like that's a pretty okay. well known story that you know that there were people like on a houseboat, you know, and they and then nobody would believe them because obviously like. You yeah
1: know. do you do you well, have a but, take or yeah. a feeling on lbl area squatchy not squatchy strange oh no i don't this, i, I actually know. haven't i haven't
2: uh mm. i haven't i haven't actually visited you know like um i can, couldn't couldn't it seems to be a lot of activity of something down there mm. you yeah. know and, and i th- i I think that maybe some of the dogman sightings maybe could be since dogman's kind of in everybody's you know mind now and has been it's been growing and popular, maybe some of them are like misidentified, you know big, Bigfoot, quite, you know yeah. what I mean like some yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. you know you don't know, but uh um can't be all of them, I don't think you know what I mean, yeah, <laughs> like because it seems like there's an awful lot i don't know i just that's one of the that's firmly in the realm of i don't know Mm fair enough yeah well
0: yeah before we went and before we went live and started recording john we brought up dog men a little bit and you had a story Mm -hmm. of your own from your property i don't know if you can share that story or yeah sure let us know what you uh, had found too so
2: i and again i can't say that it's a dog but i so i live in kind of a uh, i live in part of my property is a floodplain and uh, it seems also be the part of the property where the best deer are. (laughs) So um, I hunt and kind of manage that end of the property quite a bit um, for deer and wildlife. And uh, my wife and I were out, you know, for a walk on the property one day and I came across pretty large paw prints. And I've got, I've got a 70 pound coon hound, like a a big coon, you know, I mean, Dumber than a sack of hammers, but he's a big boy, you know, um, and uh, and he's got pretty, pretty big paws on him. But mm-hmm. I came across some paw prints that were pretty large. And I, I honestly now I have no way of knowing what they were. Uh, they could be just be a big stray dog. You know what I mean? But I've compared them to my dog, you know, and they're not they're neither of my coon hounds. You know, I've got one that's much smaller. Um, but they're neither of theirs. So I've ran my dogs on my property, but you know, they're neither of their paw prints. Um, there's, it's significantly bigger. And I actually, so I took a, I took a, uh, cast of one. I don't know how well you can. Yeah. So I don't know if you can see, you can see that central pad and then the toes, you know what I mean? Um, all through here and you can kind of see compared to my hand, that's a pretty, that's a pretty large, pretty large paw that area right through there. And here's I actually got two. I kind of picked the two best ones. You know what I mean. So all I can say for sure is it was just a, a that pretty big canine. Yeah, this That's one's kind wild. of dirty. This was my, but you know, there's that central pad. Um, this one, you know, I think would probably be a four-four foot, um, like a front paw. But, but it's the, like uh, almost in the
0: center. It fits in the center of your palm. Mm-hmm. You know, right, it's,
2: right that's yeah a big
0: and it was just canine it was just
2: big and not that's all i can that's all i can say is that it was a big canine yeah again i'm not a i'm not a dog man person i don't know what to make of the dog man stuff you yeah. know what i mean
0: yeah. yeah but
2: i and i and also i've been trying to practice like part of the reason why i took casting is because i've been trying to practice taking plaster casts you know what i mean right those are good um ones. i haven't i haven't done it since college and figured if i'm in the Bigfoot, you know business I should probably learn how to
0: yeah. you know
2: get better at taking plaster casts yeah but uh, I thought it was interesting enough to you know because like I said it's certainly bigger than my my uh coon dog you know so and you can um, tell
0: as a naturalist that it's it is a canine of, of some kind yeah
2: I mean it's a canine and we, we we have bobcats here I've actually got I've accidentally got bobcats in my coyote sets before out here um so we have, you know, I get bob, but bobcats aren't nearly that big, but you got to remember cats have retractable claws, like your house cat, you know, they don't. So when they walk, their claws aren't making little dimples and these clearly have claws and they're clearly a canine, you know, uh, not a bear, you know, a bear almost, sometimes bears will look like a human handprint on the ground. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. look a little human handprint with a really long, you know, you can see the nail indents, but sometimes yeah. though, and, and bears will do one thing that I always keep my eye on for like possible Bigfoot footprints out of the park um, when people find them. is the bears do this thing, when they're walking, um, a lot of times their rear foot will, will obscure a part of the forefoot's print. Does that make sense? They step in their own print. Mm-hmm. So they step in their own print. Now, that's like at a perfect gait, you know what I mean? Um, but an eight-inch bear paw could turn into a 16-inch Bigfoot print pretty easy that way, you know saying. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um when you got that for that forefoot and that hind foot being combined, you know what I mean? As they're walking. Um, But yeah, I mean, you learn a lot about, I mean, just, just being outside and hunting especially like you learn a lot about tracking and how things move through the woods, you know? And uh, I mean, this wasn't a predictable spot for Like it was a nice, you know, nice game trail and I get coyotes. Uh, I've never seen a coyote quite that big, but I get coyotes out here. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Uh, like I said, I'm not a dog man person, but we were talking about it before, and it's sure. it's firmly in that I don't, yeah. I don't know territory, too. <laughs> I don't know how it got <laughs> brought so up, but
0: you were like, oh, well, you know, this is—I yeah. definitely don't know, but I did—let uh, me go get something real took, quick. I'll show you guys. We're yeah. like, what's he grabbing? But, I mean, it's I know impressive. How, I know how it came about. We were it talking about doing, like, a story and how if we had to
1: blur faces out and change oh, voice, so yeah. like, oh, yeah, oh, we did yeah, that yeah. before. John's North- like, no, you don't have to do that to me. Like, that's North fine. North Carolina Dog and <laughs> cat yeah, right. yeah, video. but that's, right. And yeah, then that's he goes, okay. oh, yeah, I've got some prints. We're like, yeah, go get those. Let's yeah. see yeah. them. Like, Yeah, so awesome. those are.
0: But who knows? But yeah. What the heck they are. Yeah, who knows? But right? John just started. You said you moved to your property. You've only been there two years, and you're still getting to know. Imagine that. He lives on 20 acres. But he's lived there for two years and is still getting to know are you kidding? the property. Yeah, that's a lot of acreage own, to get to and, learn. And, that's a, but we and have it is. You get is. Thousands and thousands big, of acres. Millions. So millions. Yeah. In some parks, just, <laughs> but I'm saying just one park alone, like thousands the, and thousands of acres. Like millions in a park. Well, Salt so, so
2: fork, so so fork is 20,000 acres. Just Salt That's Fork. It's 20,000 acres. Salt Fork is 20,000 yeah, acres. Right. That's, That's 20,000 acres. And um, so I know hiding in there. I I I, would say that I know Salt Fork better than this property. Like, mm. I grew up out at Salt Fork. I've yeah. killed lots of deer out at Salt Fork. I've been places where people aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know Salt Fork better than this property, but I can't tell you, you know what I mean? Like, if you ask, if you come to the park in the spring and say, hey, where can I see a Wilson's warbler? Like, I can send you to the spot in the springtime where you're going to see it. You know what I mean? Uh, I can't do that here, you know, but there's still places out of salt work that I'm, you know, not as familiar with as others, mm. you know, and, uh, hey. I'm, you know, there's all, and that's the, that is the cool thing about the subject is there, everything else aside, the mystery, the mystery that's out there, you know what I mean, the mystery of it is a like, it's really important. I think it's important to our, like our psyche, you know what I mean, right. having that mystery out there. Um, and it's one of the things that fascinates me the most is the, is that mystery. You
1: know,
0: keeps you driven. I think that's the right? carrot that it dangles does. in front of us. Right. Yeah, it keeps it you is moving, keeps yeah, driving right, us. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: If we knew everything, we'd be okay. Cool. We'd stop. You know. But there, sure. there is always a question, and that's why it's like, well, you know, what exactly what's what, going what, to be what? the <laughs> end of everything? Like, you know, <laughs> right. again, like, is there finite <laughs> or is there infinite? And I struggle with both of the concepts. Like, I was like, trying to explain right, to, to somebody about. You know, thinking of my own life like, okay, when I do pass away, if that's it and it's just finite or if it's infinite, I can't accept either one really and understand it. I can't understand things being like over and done and I can't understand them going forever. Like forever. Like will I be conscious forever or will I be able to have these memories forever after even – you know, this – like it's crazy. It's hard to wrap your head around.
2: I don't think we're necessarily hardwired to have that. You know, it's like geologic time. Like we can we can grasp human lifetimes. We can grasp hundred year. We can grasp hundred year. You know, if we can categorize everything in hundred year blocks, yeah, we can grasp that. But when you're talking about geologic time, I mean, thinking that like humanity, yeah, I mean, we've all seen those scales where it's like, well, if this is a human timeline, we're in the last, you know, we're in the last half an inch or whatever. You know what I mean of history yeah it showed up in like the last second of the 24
1: hours of a day right yep
2: yeah right um it's hard for us to grasp that's why we have to have those those you know um comparisons because it's hard for us to grasp four billion years right or you know 65 million years every kid every kid will regurgitate you know 65 million years ago there were there were dinosaurs but when you actually think about it you can't really it grasp 65 sense. million right. years. doesn't you know? make sense. No, it doesn't.
0: That and all the timelines are being pushed back, the age of the universe, the yep. age of and Earth. Now, you know, human beings the, the, are 300,000, the cave art that they found, is out When the first,
2: re- when the first human, you know, the first people in North America that yeah. was getting pushed back. I mean, right. I think when I, when I learned it, when I learned it in college, you know what I mean? When, when I was, when we were learning, like. You know, the historical side of things in college, how to interpret that, it was still like 15,000 years. You know yeah. what I mean? That was in the mid-2000s. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was like, now it's 23,000 years, you know. Clovis is probably what you were back.
0: learning back yeah, then. Yeah, right. Was Clovis got completely yeah. obliterated. Right. That just got moved. Yeah. You know, Right. Quadrupled. And there's actually,
2: there's even some, you know, there's some theories that, right, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's hard to think, hard to think about it.
0: So, Yeah. But we're living in exciting times where you have a lot of people that are really taking these, For sure. uh, I guess, focuses that weren't being – things weren't be, being taken as seriously when it comes to oh, UAPs, Sasquatch. We yeah. have some right. – a lot more respectable folks that are in the field legitimizing it, which I think is – Unparalleled, yeah, right. I mean, in the last,
2: and it's also it's so year. much in the popular, it's so much in the popular culture. It's kind of, and it's kind of impossible for that to be the case. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, or for for that not to be the case. Yeah, Um now because it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I remember when the History Channel was the History Channel before it went, you know, all UFOs all the oh, time. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yep. but like you know, like now it is so much. Hmm i mean how many ghost hunter shows are there you know that's like a game that i play when i go to like a hotel and i don't have a streaming service i'm just like well how many how many ghost shows can i find on tv at once a you know what i mean lot. like in a, like you know it's yeah. like i mean how? right right i think it's so much part of the human psyche now like it's so much ingrained in our consciousness it's kind of hard to hard for that not to be the case you know for it not to be you know at least the s- start of it getting taken more seriously
0: absolutely yeah. Wow, John, this has been a great conversation. It's been great. We yeah. appreciate you doing this and coming to hang out. I what you do. Yeah. yeah, I love what you do. Well, we sense. grew
1: up in the sticks. I was identifying with a lot of what you were saying because I grew up yeah, looking for, sure. for birds, snakes, yeah. uh, That's awesome. crayfish, turtles, turtles, whatever. I mean. Hell, man! I flagged yeah. down a, a semi tractor trailer to st- like try to get him to watch the snapping turtle one day when I was about eleven years old in the middle of the street. Awesome in the in the country, That's like
0: awesome. hey, had a scoop shovel. He up. wouldn't
1: do it. He didn't stop for me. <laughs> I flagged down hey, three you, separate individuals and they all bailed on me. And, and that snapper <laughs> got away. My mom was like, "What were you going to do with it, anyways?" I'm like, "I don't know. Keep." I mean, that yeah. was like a twenty pound. Yeah, like, right. It was a huge alligator snapper. Was that beautiful. was my uh, my. My mom
2: likes to recount the story about me coming home with a groundhog, full size groundhog. I just hopped off my bike and picked it up one day. Jeez. And, you know, it's all angry.
1: And and she, I wanted to keep it. Wait, you know wait, I mean? wait, 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 wait! Yeah. You picked it up and it wasn't happy. I figured this thing willingly no, went with you, like you coaxed it <laughs> oh, somehow.
0: No. Oh yeah, no, You're no, not no! I'm joking I, about I,
1: Steve Irwin. No, I picked it up and man, it was
2: like, and I got it just perfect behind the shoulders. You know what I mean? But it's Jeez. snarling. And yeah, my like that's my mom loves to bring that story up. Especially now that I got kids, you know what yeah. I mean? When I'm like, hey, don't, you know, don't pick that up. She'll be like, oh, well, you know, you brought home a groundhog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so she loves, she loves bringing that up, you know? Oh, like, I would say, what did
1: you, did your mom just freak out? Like when you brought that thing closer, did yeah. you bring it in Yeah, the yeah house? my mom
2: is the hardest person to surprise now.
1: Oh, you know what man. I mean? Oh,
2: like sure. my mom and my wife are, there's nothing like when my wife first moved in and opened my freezer and saw that there were like dead things in it. Right. You know what I mean? She, <laughs> like, you know. And she's Huston like, what is freezer. all the, why do you have a, why do you have a dead snake in the free? I'm like, well, I'm, I got to put it in a jar. I just, ha- I haven't got around to it. And like, you know, like, like when she, you know, she's still, she's gotten so much like they're she's gotten so much more used to that sort of,
1: that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, now. cause you're That's cataloging like, and you're like documenting yeah. it. You're oh, like yeah, yeah, keeping yeah. them for, to show at the nature center. Right, and, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, like that. So, yeah. and then like, you
2: know, I mean, we, we also, we live on a, you know, like a hobby farm, you know, we're, we're not, all of our kids are in 4-H. Cool. But very we, cool. we like to say, we like to say that we're not 4-H people. It was, it's been a few, I think we're on our fourth year of 4-H and it's, it's very clear that even though we're a part of 4-H, we're not 4-H people. Yeah. Like we're not full-time farmers, right. you know what I mean? Raising um, pigs and We're like, and we're chickens. like home, we're like homesteader people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're, we're like homesteader Tell you what, people. Though. So yeah, I mean, That's my, my, cool. my kids my kids and wife were all butchering chickens yesterday. Like that was while I was at work, they were butchering some of the meat chickens. Mm. You know, uh, that's wow. what we had for dinner before I <laughs> before I got on was one of our chickens. Oh. So yeah, I mean, like the, she's all she's all into that stuff too.
1: You know, well, I'm telling you, I'm serious about the morale thing. I'll come help out. I'll give for you sure. half of my take. Because <laughs> here's the thing about them: if you Sounds don't find. What You got to give him at least half, like maybe more. Yeah, right?
0: He'll take your full.
1: I'm just going to say this. I did a morel hunt with a gentleman I used to work with at the hospital um, from southern Ohio. I don't even know where it was because it was his friend's spot as well. Yeah. And um, it was really cool because, you know, I like being out in the woods. I've never gone morel hunting at this point. But I just I kind of let them know, like, I have the I acumen for it just tell me what I'm looking for one time I just need to see it in reference on the ground with the leaves and whatever and after I saw that first one it was just like game on like just running through the hills Yeah. And, you know I think I had like three three and a half pounds of morels by the end of it and they were all just like crushing awesome. it I mean it was so much fun and they're such a good mushroom that is mm-hmm. only here for they are amazing such a brief time but yeah. fry them berries up oh they're yeah. so good I used to when I was, I was doing invasive species control
2: so when you're like bent over you know what I mean looking at the ground all day you find yeah. the best mushroom you oh I mean? yeah weeds, like oh, on weeds oh yeah basis. yeah that's the that's the time to go look for them is go start to pull a patch of garlic mustard somewhere you'll find them you know yeah yeah it's
1: great oh man now, nice. you got awesome. me, now I'm making myself hungry about morels
0: yeah <laughs> well we'll wrap up and we'll go get a morel uh, maybe somebody's got a morel burger somewhere oh my goodness you
2: can get them <laughs> freeze dried they reconstitute alright you can nice. you can yeah, yeah, you can order them freeze dried, and like they'll they'll reconstitute all right. I mean, you know, once you whatever make gravy or something out of them, you can't tell. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this has been great. This absolutely been so yeah great. It's been absolutely. Awesome. Thanks
2: for thanks for having me on. It's been been nice. Hopefully, we'll get together at some conference or. Yes. I mean, like I said, I I'm pretty so. excited about crypticon CrypticCon this year with you know Travis Walton speaking there. I mean, Fire in the Sky was like one of the few movies that i ever watched when i was a kid that like really kept me up at night you know yes, what I mean? yeah yeah me like too. really kept me up like fire in the sky freaked me out me too yep. so uh, yeah i'm pretty excited to you know see travis walton at cryptid con so maybe i'll run into you guys there that'd be that'd cool be great. that'd be
0: awesome fire in the sky really pushed me in a direction when i was a kid
1: <sighs> i really that right. was to go a to, big yeah. moment i really want to go to cryptid me. con <laughs> this year
0: I, I, we're yeah. gonna make plans. We're gonna we we're to gonna go. do it a little Shouldn't, bit differently this year. I think we're just gonna come in for the for the day. Maybe come in Friday night, hang out a little bit, and then do the conference and and head back out. Yeah, that's
2: kind of my that's kind of my plan this year is to come in Friday night and get to hang out because I we, yeah. we usually when we travel we leave super early in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we'll leave at two in the morning and then get there when everything starts. You know what I mean? Yep um and that's what we did last year so I think oh
0: friday starts friday. all day friday did we go friday no we yeah. went to the meet and greet which is that's kinda, right that, was, uh, that was, yeah. it was it was cool we met uh that's where we met justin and jay the yeah. first night and yeah. so we met oh, some yeah. folks
2: yep um, yeah those guys are awesome i like
0: yeah we like, met jeremiah from, from bigfoot society yep. there at that meet okay. also
2: also awesome i haven't met many people who just aren't
1: aren't awesome in this community you know Yeah. i mean
0: oh There's, yeah Us I've, I've met a
2: lot of a lot of nice people in this community.
1: Well, when you have so, this interest, you kinda if you're finding similar minds, you usually yeah. have found the people that go, I don't want to hear what the hell you're talking about. What are you talking right, about? Yeah. Get out of here take, with that. And it's like, like geez, okay. Like
0: brethren, you know. And I'll yeah. take
1: I'll take I'll take Bigfoot people over Bird Watchers any day. Like I
0: love some <laughs> bird
2: watchers, but I mean I'll take I'll take them over bird watchers any day, you know. Like they're that's a lot, lot more. I love it. Yeah. That oh, needs man. to be a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot over well, birds. Well that's why that's I, I mean, therefore, what my my stepdaughter kind of pushed me into like making a you know having some sort of like image, you know what I mean? Sure. Like before, because because people because people knew the knew the videos and stuff, but Absolutely. so now my I've got a I've got a business card that has just a red mustache.
0: Yes, that's Your that's great
2: because that's like it's like my. You know that's my brand, so maybe yeah, that'll dude. be the the merch, is like Bigfoot over bird watchers or something. That'll be the dude. That's awesome. <laughs> Squatch
0: with a so, and bottom. Squatch match. watch. Yeah, I bet Bigfoot. <laughs> I bet
2: Squatch is a bird watcher. Squatch watching. Of course. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that's I'm actually. You know, I'm I'm kind of planning. I talked to. Uh, we've got like a local opera house here that does bluegrass music. I'm a big bluegrass guy. Like I love I love bluegrass music. Oh yeah, very cool. And, um, I think I'm gonna try to do like a little little bluegrass festival. Um next summer called like banjos and bluegrass you know we're gonna try to do or, uh, or banjos and bigfoot we're gonna try to do like a bigfoot themed bluegrass day wow maybe get some of the get some of the artists and stuff that come down and then have yeah. like you know um okay. have bluegrass bands there so i'm gonna try uh, to do a bigfoot ba- banjos and bigfoot little bluegrass festival Love um, next summer, you know. Yeah, we're big music um, fans.
0: We've been in yeah, in, in yeah. working around oh, music nice. for cool. for years. Stoner's a giant bluegrass fan. That's awesome. Our uh, director there in Master oh, Control. Cool. So let us know. I mean, yep, sure. I would love to you know help you promote that. Have yeah, your, sure. if that becomes yeah. real, we can help in any way possible. Yeah, you know yeah. we can just. just like, I
2: did an event this past <laughs> <laughs> did an event this past weekend, and uh, I was set up next to the uh, the local opera house. And, you know, I was talking to their banjo player and I'm like, you know, a banjo is in Bigfoot, like a Bigfoot themed bluegrass festival. So not not like a bluegrass conference, you know, but like a Bigfoot themed bluegrass little day, think that'd you be know, cool. would be pretty cool. And I bet it would draw a crowd. It's totally you, you, you know, need out so, there. Yeah. I think You got to get a hold of Squatch or something like sack that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The saxophone Squatch. Right. Everybody keeps bringing up old sax, sax Squatch. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, man! Thanks for having me on. It's been it's been uh it's been great chatting with you. Absolutely, uh, love doing this, and I, I like it when you guys can kind of just turn me loose and let me ramble. So I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, that's I what always this get nervous. There's
2: a list of questions, so yes. yeah, I appreciate that. It's been awesome talking with you.
0: Great, um, so yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Likewise to uh, you know, likewise, you know, we try to keep it loose and more of just a, a hang, if you yeah. will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But John, if you want to kind of send us out again, let us know where we can find you, connect. Uh, yeah. and then also just a, a couple last words and um you know we'll yeah, outro sure. the show and we'll come back and, and say goodbye and, and chat a little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh so on my Instagram, I really don't have m- much in the way of social media other than Instagram, and that's um hick and bottom john at you know at inst at in- hick and bottom john. And that's uh that's kind of the best way to find me. It's open. I post pictures of critters and things on there um some bigfoot stuff i try to you know try to share other people's things too and um but that's a good way to get a hold of me if you have a good story or if you want to chat about something i'm pretty open to that um and otherwise uh yeah hopefully i can i try to make an appearance at most of the conference like local conferences you know within you know six or seven hours here (laughs) i try to make a an appearance i think we're going to try to we're going to try to go to the falk arkansas like the falk festival at some point uh, you know the boggy creek festival at some point um but nice. that might be a year or two down the road but, but yeah yeah so if you see me you know like i said like a red mustache it's hard to miss um you know <laughs> i can't get rid of it now it's like my brand so um I love it. but That's yeah the, cool. uh, <laughs> but yeah the um so yeah instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of me if anybody's um, interested. I'm more than happy to chat with people. like I said, a lot of people, that's one thing that I've noticed about this is a lot of people just want to be listened to, you know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they just want somebody to tell her, you know, hear their story. Um, as far as like, you know, parting words, I would just say like the pursuit of this is worthwhile. I mean the again the the worst thing that could happen is you learn a little bit more about the natural world, you know. Like you're out in the woods, you go out squatching. If you go out looking for Bigfoot every single time you go out, you're going to be disappointed most of the time. You know what I mean? But if you go out there to learn what there is to learn, it will never disappoint you. You know, it doesn't matter if it's the dead of winter. It doesn't matter if it's spring and everything's blooming. You're never going to be disappointed, you know, when you go out there. So just keep that curiosity alive, you know, and keep that like childlike wonder. That's what drives me as a naturalist is that like wonder for the natural world. That's what's important you know, um, important for this subject and just important and, you know, in general, but that's what I, uh, I think that's what I'll leave off on is, uh, keep that curiosity
0: alive, you know, there you go, guys. I love it. Thank you so much, John appreciate Hickenbottom, John. everybody. Uh, and also, John, we're going to be you. posting your um, series on Sasquatch for yep. the Ohio Department of Natural cool. Resources, which yeah. we've covered. But we'll make sure and put those in the links of the description. Um, and you know we'll have uh, your Instagram link if anybody wants to connect. And yeah, we appreciate sure. the heck out of you. Yeah. Uh, hey, take care, John. Thanks. This has been awesome. Guys.
1: See you, John. Nice. See you, brother. Lot. See ya. Bye.
0: There you go. <laughs> Another great The train has not stopped rolling. Yeah, that was a good cherry on top for the last run of these uh, records. I'll tell you what ended on a hell of a high note. Tell you what we should
1: somehow we should somehow, you know, for all the stories he gets down there, somehow compile them. Be like, you know, especially for the ones where he's like, I can't entertain all of them, but I want to yeah. get that. Put the Sasquatch Journal out there. Like if, you yeah. I wonder if they have something like that at the park Of like, you know, if you out and saw something like put your encounter in here, <laughs> write me. it down, date, time, like have a little bit of a, like a charting system of like, where were you? You know, what was the conditions? Yeah. What did, you know, some kind of systematic way of like filtering that information that's coming through the park or.
0: I'm sure it's a lot, you know? Yeah.
1: Or parks should start renting like GoPro cams to like you know patrons as they come through, and you go like slap helmets on all these people. I'm, I'm just trying to think. You know my theory of how I want to put cameras on top of everybody's roofs on their house <laughs> to like look up for you know UFO. I, yeah, I'm just thinking Truman Show on a grand scale here. I just started watching that show again. <laughs> Two thousand acres of <laughs> just put cameras on everybody everywhere. Some we'll somehow we'll get all this stuff documented then because there are so many instances where it's like. You can have a camera, even, and it's still hard to get things we filmed, photographed. Like, yeah, we I don't care how good you are sometimes.
0: Yeah. Like, you can have a ton of gear out in the field. Like, John As soon saying, as your battery goes dead and you have to change your battery. Right. And something happens. Well, guess right. what? You you didn't have a memory card in the camera or your yeah. battery was dead. There's all kinds of things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he said, he's like, you know, I put the
1: snake under the log because, like, yeah. Of course, like, yeah. I'm going to try to show you, but. Yep. You know, you can't always just be there at the right moment at the right time. And even some of those wildlife photographers, they're looking oh around God, camera lenses that look like a bazooka, man. Like, insane. you're not whipping that thing out and getting, like, a nice
0: zoom telephoto lens of, you know. You're sitting there for hours in one spot in a blind, just like moving. an
1: underwood. We can go in, yeah, sweating wildlife. like an Ace Ventura rhino waiting. Yeah,
0: those Nat Geo photographers are, are dedicated. Ah, ah. Pretty hot in them rhinos. All right. Well, another Ace Ventura Pet Detective 2 <laughs> reference, and we're signing out on that note.
1: Hey, because it's so hot in Master Control. It's like, what's happening? To All right. Snowden, well, look at it. Look
0: at the lights. You got to get those <laughs> Look at the lights. Look at that. I've never seen it lit up like All right. that. Those guys are dying. That means wrap up, bub. Stop talking. Good to those go. Those guys are dying. I think that uh, means they hit
1: the star in Mario Brothers.
0: <laughs> As always, guys, at the Strange Road, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We love you guys. Uh, the Facebook group uh stranger hitchhikers like subscribe share you know where to find us share it write a review we love you guys peace appreciate you we are out god what a good episode that was it's fun it's so fun lots of fun